Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Hey, guys, we're back with another episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind here, and I got to tell you guys, there's a lot on our plate. Uh, we just got off of the AEW Roundtable. We're going to talk a little bit about the fallout on that show. And, of course, some small, menial conversation about pedophiles and sexual assault p- victims. I mean, we're going to be all over the map here. Come check us out. Welcome to Orsini's Uncensored Minds, and now your host, AJ Orsini, with Dave. How the hell is everybody out there? We are your boys, your main men, your dive soul brothers from exactly, specifically the same exact mothers. We are the host of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. I am A.D. Orsini, once again here with Deceive Dave, here with another edition of Orsini's Uncensored Mind. Dave, how, how are you feeling right now? Uh, actually, I'm tired, but I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> so, positive. You're feeling mm. positive, you're upbeat. Said a little while ago, you're ready to talk a little podcast. You're ready to get on the mic and talk. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> Efforting. There's a lot of earth-shattering changes that I keep talking about every time, and it's it's a life adjustment, man. And uh, yeah, so and any time that any time you get to kind of take your mind off of some of the shit, the better. You're talking about just having full-on distractions here. Just life, man. Just everything oh, man. going on. Well, I, and changes I, and all that. I good stuff, wish, but it's stressful. I wish I had the benefit of fucking distractions. So I sent you a rundown list. That appeared very long, but it, the reason why it appeared that way is because I threw some pictures in. Imagery. Yeah, Imagery. I'm it again. Yeah, so yeah. that we can have some sort of context and reference in front of us as to what the fuck I'm talking about. So I'm going to start the podcast off, and this is kind of ridiculous when you think about it, because the picture in front of us is a police arrest record. But believe it or not, yeah. we're going to spin this into some positivity. This are is the we? Reason. Yes, we are. And this is okay. why I wanted to bring this up on the show. Uh, apparently, the world went to shit last week. But okay. because I already had revolution planned for our podcast and roundtable last week, right. I was unable to discuss the events that took place last week. I was committed to our bit. We're going to do revolution, goddammit. Yeah. But just because I was conv- committed to one bit doesn't mean that I was going to stay silent on this topic forever. Uh, I've been busting at the seams to discuss this. Not for a long period of time. We're not going to beat a dead horse here because everyone's kind of talked about it at this point. But I wanted to bring up a different side of the conversation, a different angle to this, if you will. So I'm going to bring up the name Synergy Pro Wrestling. For those of you who are unaware what that company is, I congratulate you because that means you are a normal person with a normal life and, and, and you're good to go. But if you have not... Excuse me, if you have heard of Synergy Pro Wrestling, then you understand that Synergy Pro Wrestling is no more. They have closed doors. They have shut down. They have deleted all social media, websites, ticket 
Every, everything. They're, they've erased themselves from the face of the earth. They've Thanos snapped all of their existence. They are gone. Uh, mm. The reason why they are gone, because one of the owners, whose alias, for those of you who are unaware of his stage name, if you will, is Colin West. Real name, Patrick Shea. Some information came out about Mr. Shea. Uh, Dave, did did you did, did you get a chance to read through some of the stuff I sent you? <sighs> nah, I figured it'd be more interesting to hear. I I, I I don't like to invest my brain too much into this, so I figured we'd go on the fly. I didn't want to read that. Okay, shit. that's fine. I saw I'm the not... title of this stuff, and I'm like, okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the positivity. I'm gonna get to the I'm gonna get to the facts, and then we'll spin the positivity part. So yeah, let's start with all. Let's top. Let's top load the shitty, so we can start getting to something. Like, to a little good positive, shit. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So okay. So Patrick Shea here uh, is the was the owner or the uh, uh, co-owner, however you want to split that hair, of Synergy Pro Wrestling. Everything shut down because he faced backlash on the social media and all over the place uh, last week. When it was revealed that way back in 1999, he was convicted, not accused, it wasn't a rumor, things weren't passing around, there's an actual conviction here with the New Jersey State Police, iCrimeWatch.net, uh, where they give you all the police records for individuals who have committed crimes, and this man created, committed quite a few crimes back in 1999. The official description of the offense is a 2C1438 aggravated criminal sexual contact, my friend. Mm. And those contacts that he had that were criminal with were, let me see, one, two, three young males between the age of six and ten and a separate case of actual assault with a 12-year-old boy. That's why he made such a big splash last week, because for whatever reason, it took 22 years for someone to realize he's a piece of shit. Now, what hurts the feelings of a lot of people is that apparently he was very well respected in the wrestling community. I would know. I've never met him. I've (laughs) never met him. But no one knew. No one knew. It's not like people scan names through the system as soon as they get it. It just he kept it real quiet. Right, he kept that shit to himself. Whatever. Yeah, but it was it wasn't known. Somebody, however, he must have pissed somebody off because he's been working with this twenty two years and no one's said a word. He pissed somebody off because somebody ran his shit and found this and it became public knowledge almost asap. So there was somebody he fucked over. I'm going to assume. I don't know the facts on that, but he fucked somebody over, and they blew his shit completely up. So everyone knows now the deal. And that right there, and that right there, what you just said is the reason why I sighed when you said he was well respected. Right. That is the reason, right? You're waiting until you personally get fucked over to say something. But you're gonna work with him because he's cool with you. Yeah. Or he's doing business well with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that bullshit, right. man. Shut the fuck. This let me tell you something. The person that can molest a little kid is no worse than the person who knows that someone is shitty and you still choose to deal with them. Yeah, someone who Especially if you know what the fuck they did. Right. To know that someone is shitty is one thing. But to know what that person did and using it, saving your back pocket for blackmail for your agenda, you are no different to that little boy than the guy who touched him. I'm just saying. No, and it's so, a so, so for people to be like, oh, he's well-respected. 
fuck you. You knew the guy was a piece of shit. People know when people are pieces of shit. But that's the thing. I, I hold can't on. Wait, stand wait, that wait, shit. Wait, but hold dude. on a second. The person who added him, whoever that is, because we, I don't know the specifics on the actual person that did it. The way that I found out about it is because I was seeing a lot of wrestlers on my page throwing a lot of sub-statuses out there, right? They didn't want to mention any names, and we'll get to that in a second. But they were throwing out all these different things. So I wrote this general-ass thing on my Facebook. I bet you if it was your 12-year-old nephew or son who got molested, you'd be throwing names out. Yeah, you'd be tagging motherfuckers, right? But no, I digress. But I saw some of that stuff. And I made some passive-aggressive, like, hey, more drama in the business type shit, right? Because I, I have wrestlers on my page, so I see drama bullshit all the time, right. uh, especially when it comes to sub shit. Well, I have uh, a friend of mine who worked for this guy who, uh, who, who has a pair of balls and decided to tell me exactly what was going down. And I said, because you were unaware, you just heard. I don't know the guy. I've never worked for Synergy. I've never met the guy. I've I had him on my Facebook, but I think that could have been a networking thing. A friend of a friend, whatever the case may be. I've never actually met him. I just know he was a promoter in South Jersey. That's the only thing that I knew about him. Well, one of my buddies who worked for him uh, a few times back in the day, uh, he did not pull any punches. He, He did not keep things under wraps he told me flat out this is what happened that's how i got the picture and that's how and i sent it to you and i said okay we gotta touch on this here's here's where i spin the positivity because there were a lot of people who are like me who only really know him through the bookings or you know through social media who and it and none of this information was out there publicly for a long time that's why I say he was respected, because based on just face value, the way he treated the talent, the way he treated the fans, everything was copacetic. That's why I give a ton of shit. Everything that you just said perfectly fit whoever the fuck it was that outed him. That's why I think it's hard to pin down who it was that outed him, because I don't think they want to go public with the fact that they're the ones that outed them, because then they would out them. Exactly. That they knew the whole time and the didn't do time. it until it was advantageous to them Correct. that it was time to pull the trigger on it. Yeah, so I think that's why they're being very, very quiet about it. But at the same time, I'm glad they did because now this fucker is gone. And that's where the positivity comes in because normally, and I really don't care who gets mad about this, normally when shit like this breaks, it gets swept under the rug rather quickly, like avoided. You know, like it's too hot a topic. No one wants to talk about it. I'm one of the few people, for instance, when we did the speaking out thing, when all these women were coming forward and talking about all the sexual assault, all the sexual abuse, the sexual harassment that they were facing behind the scenes in the locker rooms. Uh, There was a whole thing that happened uh, for a few weeks. It went down to names after names after names. Some of your favorite stars were being thrown under the bus. That's where the Joey Ryan thing started, and we'll talk about that in a second. And And I'm one of the very few people... I didn't just talk about it on my show. We did a whole fucking episode on it. And I had Mm. some of those women on my show talking about their experiences. And I had promoters and I had wrestlers coming on. Because I didn't just do record the episode like we're recording now, folks. No, no, no. I went all the way with it. We went live. We were live. And that was when my uh, telephone line, when I was doing the Google Voice thing, was working. And I had women calling in. And we were sharing stories, and we had all, we had did a whole fucking deal on that. I don't remember too many podcasts going that deep, but during that time period when that thing happened, 
a lot of people got out of that. And he still, he still was completely unscathed. I never heard a fucking thing about this guy. And now it's out there. And when that speaking out thing happened, there were people commenting on the thing who were like threatening the women. I had to block a few of them. I got messages from other promoters. Oh, you got to be careful. This could affect your booking. How could me talking to women who were sexually assaulted, some of them raped, you should have hit that guy back who said it's going to affect your booking. You should have said, no, this is going to properly filter my booking. No, what Thanks, ended up man. happening was that person, I took the information from that person because I knew who it was that said that. Right. And I gave that to other promoters, and now he's also done. How is this affecting my bookings? I don't understand. You're not going to book me because I threw certain names under the bus because they did horrific fucking things. Is that what you're telling me? If that's the case, and I said it on the show... You can take your fucking booking. I'm just looking it up now. It was episode 144, hashtag speaking out. We're on episode 181, so it was about 40 weeks ago. Check it out. But yeah, I said on the show, if this episode affects my booking, fine. Take the booking. I don't give a fuck. Because it ended up working out the other way. A lot of people stood up, but that was during that time period. For the most part, a lot of these topics tend to go away. So here's the positive spin. The wrestling <clears throat> community as a whole jumped on this when it hit. And they had to react immediately, the company I'm referring to. They shut everything down because they were getting messages, they were getting questions. Because this guy is a convicted sex offender, and he's registered, right? So he's not even supposed to be around children. So now we're talking about how many shows did they run where children were in this building? Not just fans, but... There's, there's occasions when workers or, or, or people who work for the company need to bring their families to the show. There's just kids all over the place. And the guy running the fucking place is a fucking child molester. Period. Straight up convicted. No rumor mill. No nothing. This is a real fucking deal. This is a real thing. And the guy himself even made a statement apologizing because he failed to break the, circle, the, the chain of violence. Because he was assaulted. That's his excuse for not being able to resist the urge to assault someone else. So right. he spoke, and he had one shot, and he fucking nosedived right into the fucking, right into the fucking water. He had one shot to come out and just be contrite about the situation, and he points fingers and he blames other people. Here we go, and, and that's it, and, and he's done, he's fried forever. So the positive spin I'm trying to spin on this is, for once, the wrestling community did not let this go under the rug. They stepped up, they did something about it, they got the word out, they got other people involved, and believe it or not, I'm, I don't know if this guy escaped fast enough, because now there's talk of, of legal process here. Because he's not supposed to be around fucking children. And he right. did it for fucking years. So every parent of every child that has ever attended a Synergy Pro Wrestling event now has some legal some, some legal uh, weight here. Right. So we'll see who else was involved with this project. We'll see where else this goes. Because this guy broke many rules for a long fucking time. And, it was, and we actually had people on social media. I know I'm spinning positive because a lot of people stepped up. But we had our usuals. You know, that conviction was in 1999. So there were people tweeting out, hey, you know, that was 22 years ago. You know, live and let live. You know, people make mistakes. Nah, motherfucker. 
<laughs> Guess what? Twenty-two <laughs> years ago, that mean that kid he molested is probably thirty-four years old, and hopefully he's not fucked up. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, right now, yeah. Time from his point of view, sure, maybe he hasn't done it in twenty-two years. But what about the twenty-two years of? Because what's the first thing he said? Oh, I didn't break the cycle. Right. Who's to say that some of the people that he fucked with now is so fucked up that they're doing the same thing? And there's other reports coming out now as we continue through the weeks that it didn't stop there. There's another arrest record out there for him for 2007 with similar shit, this time doing it over the internet. It's just, it's, just it's, this, it's just this thing where it's like, yes, time heals all. But for some things, it's just it, it doesn't it doesn't count. There's right. no statute of limitations for certain things. Yes, exactly. And then when you say things like, oh, well, he's done this and he's done that, that then completely devalues the victims. Right. Is anyone checking on the victims? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a funny thing, too, because it was so long ago. Like you said, these guys have to be well into their early 30s by now. They've gone through 22 years of this depression in their yeah. life. I, I Imagine, find it hard, and I could be completely wrong, Yeah, but I find it hard to believe that they, after that tragic moment of their life, that they went on to live completely normal, perfect lives with no depression or any of that affecting their lives. It's bullshit. I'm not going to assume that. No, and, there's, and, 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 and I'm going to take it a step further because I was talking to my wife about this, and I think... She didn't understand it at first, but now she gets it. And I want to make this absolutely perfectly clear. The phrase, you ever heard people say, hey, man, you can't hold on to that shit, right? Forgive. You got to forgive at some point, right? You got to give. Everybody deserves a second chance, right? Fuck you and fuck that. You know the people who say that? The people who fuck up. Those are the people who are like, come on, man. You can't have that shit weighing you down. I didn't do anything wrong. Ain't nothing weighing me down. It's weighing you the fuck down. You feel guilty about it because you did some shit. And you're looking for me to give you some sort of relief. No, That's not what's going to happen at all. I'm going to take what you say. I'm going to look at it from the other way. I understand what you're saying. But I think the way that you're viewing it or the way that you're saying it is almost as if you have to forgive for that person. No, I I take what you just said, the the phrase you said, and I'm going to I'm going to agree with that phrase and the other perspective to where is you need to do that internally for yourself. You need to let it go internally. Yeah, not for yourself, not a forgiveness for him. Fuck him. Now, if it's if it means you go to the guy and go look dude i forgive you and then you walk away you don't give a fuck if he feels better that's not your your bag your bag is yourself letting that go go look this happened it doesn't define me i'm gonna move on i faced it i i said that i forgive him i'm letting it go from me not for him fuck that person as far as i'm concerned he can be under the the ground for all i give a fuck you know what I mean? Right. So, but it there's goes, two ways to look at right, it. Right. But to continue with what I was saying before, because it, uh, people will latch on to that and they'll say, well, yes, he made a mistake. Yes, he did this. So he's supposed to live with that forever? Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Yes. For now yes. until the First end. of all, yeah. let me be very clear. You rape my kid. You could be so lucky to be alive. Yeah. That's exactly. all I'm saying. The fact Living with something for the rest of your life is the least of your worries right now. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when you listen, be, because people will say, well, we all make mistakes, right? We all make mistakes. Okay, look, 
I, yours was fatal. Yeah. Th- here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I've made mistakes in my life. I've made mistakes. Okay? I didn't fucking rape any kids. I think there's levels to this shit, bruh. You can't just lump mistakes all together. No, 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 no. The kid, no, I'm not even going to use the kid. The guy who goes to the store who doesn't have any money and his family's going hungry and attempts to steal the chicken and gets caught. Yeah, he did something wrong. He fucked up, okay? But he can come back from that. You didn't do that. You raped, well, let me not go, you sexually assaulted four kids. Not one, not two, not three, four. Yeah, there's no coming back from that, bro. That's what you is. That's it. Until the end of time. Until you take your last breath, you are a child molester. That's it. There's no there's no statute of limitations on that. It's over for you. Right. Over for you. And it's the same situation if I could segue now into the into the next thing, because it's kind of on the same topic. I introduced you, I believe, unless you knew before this rundown sheet, the name Joy Ryan. Did you know who Joey Ryan was before I sent no, this crap to you? No. Did you get a chance to see any of the shit that I sent you? I assumed it was clumped in with the pedophile shit. So no, it wasn't clumped in. See, you got to look at the shit that I sent you. No, no, no. It was different. Okay? It's similar, but not pedophilia. It's sexual assault still. So this guy, Joey Ryan, okay? If the folks out there listening, majority of you are going to know who Joey Ryan is. I labeled him here, and I quote... <clears throat> Uh, the Joy Ryan, comma, shitty human being world tour continues. So when me... Yeah, when, when I read that, that's yeah. when I was like, all right, I assumed that was... <laughs> nothing. Like, nah, fuck Yeah. That. So Joy Ryan is another... Uh, is, a, is a wrestler this time. The other guy we just talked about before was a, 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 a promoter, a booker, whatever. Right. This guy's a wrestler. And he was known, and I wanted you to fucking see it so you can get t- context of what the fuck I'm talking about. He was known for the dick flip. Oh, that, no, I've seen that. Okay, right. That's all you really need to see then because the rest of this stuff was all just... You showed it to me. Right, so he got... And, the, and how ridiculous it is. And how ridiculous it was. Okay, right. So, uh, he, he that's what he was known for. That was his whole deal. He, he was kind of popular before that came around in California, but he became this big international sensation based off of literally that one fucking spot and how creative he can get with that one fucking spot, right? He literally had grown men. He, he would do photo ops where grown men would come up to him and hold him by the balls and dick, and they would take photos. And they would put these photos as their Facebook defaults. They were very, very proud of they got a chance to hold Joey Ryan's dick uh, at a wrestling show. Fantastic time, Okay. So, quick personal story as 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 it relates to this dick flip thing. So, I I have worked with Joey Ryan in the past, uh, not often. I think it was maybe two or three shows, but the very first show, the very 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 first show, heat immediately. <laughs> he he did not like me from the gun, and the reason for that is because we were having a conversation. Not me and Joey specifically, but it was like a, a group thing. Right, it was like it was just guys in the locker room, just bullshitting around, whatever. Right, we're all getting ready, and people are taping up and shit. And Joey was wrestling; I can't remember who it was, but they were going over the dick flip. All right, we're gonna do this. I'm gonna flex here. You do the blah blah blah. And I just remember chuckling. A couple of my guys chuckled. I was there with the goat. All four members, all three members, Whiplash, mm-hmm. Cage, and Race. And we all giggled. Ha ha ha. 
And then we all got into a conversation about the dick flip, and I told Joey to his face. I Not only would I never, but I would never allow any of my guys to ever sell that fucking dick flip. Ever. <laughs> and he chuckled, and he said, well, I guess you don't like making money. Because at the time, it was like the hottest fucking thing in the world. Everybody wanted to grab his dick for real, right? And I said, nah, I really, if that's how I'm going to make my money, nah, I don't need money that bad. I'm sorry. I'm not doing right. that. Right. And my other guys laughed or whatever. And they were like, right. and that was the end of that. But every time after that, no handshakes, no nothing, bro. He was oh, just, that, that, that's it. I was dead in his eyes to him. And that's fine. I don't care because I'm not going to sell that fucking move. I don't want a handshake from you anyway. <laughs> well, his hands are clean. He ain't grabbing dicks. Uh, Everybody's grabbing his fucking dick. Anyway, that was the personal story with me and Joey, and that's to prove yet another point. He, he does not. He did not like it then, and from what I understand from people who are very close to him, didn't like criticism about the fucking spot. Didn't like the fact that people looked down upon it. To him, it was comedy wrestling. All right, and here he is speaking out. We're back to that again, right? So we had the speaking out movement, and Joey Ryan started running up the numbers. Females coming out the woodwork. Oh, he did this. Oh, he did that. Oh, you want to get booked on Bar Wrestling, which is a company that he owns? Mm-hmm. Not not just wrestler, but he owns it. Oh, you want to get booked on Bar Wrestling? Okay. Dick you know Flip. What, you know what you got to do. No Dick Flip. Sex. Blow dick jobs. Flip is dick in your mouth. Yeah, dick in your <laughs> mouth. That's what it was. You got to pay the toll. <laughs> You want to get on the card? You got to pay the toll from the troll. Be yeah. more wild, dude. I don't do know. Nuts. Maybe I'm not an ambitious person, but I don't think I could ever <laughs> fucking do some crazy shit like that. But look, a lot for of something people, that I want. To be fair, and this is kind—I of, think—why he, why he is who he is. Normally, when you do, hey, you want to get book suck my dick? More often than not, you get your dick sucked. <laughs> I don't think he was getting his dick sucked. Not only was he creepy and sexual assaulty, but he was a failure at it because he wasn't. All the women that I spoke to and heard from, they all said he was this creepy dude, and they didn't want to be alone with him and all this other shit. Uh, those are the ones that spoke to you. The he, ones that he was successful with isn't going to say anything. Oh, probably not. But you know what? He had another thing. I called it sexual assault when he did it, and I got people heat. don't do shit. It, it is. It is. It is natural behavior. People will not do shit that they can't get away with or haven't at least gotten away with. And if they don't get away with it at all, they will be called out significantly sooner because everyone will have that story yeah. and no one would do it. But if you keep doing it over and over and you're still, if someone is a position of power and they are known to do that stuff, they are very successful at it. No, oh, well, there you go. It's, it's all under the table shit. He would yeah. sexually assault women in the ring. And I called it that when I saw it. And I got heat for it. And they were like, ah, they all agreed to it. Oh, did they really have that much of a fucking choice? When he would do the boobplex, which is a German, he'd go behind, be a go-behind, and he'd literally grab them by the tits. Whether they had tits or not, depends on the female. He'd go to the same spot where the tits are supposed to be, and he'd fucking German. So it's a sloppy suplex as it is because he doesn't have the proper hold. Right, so he's not shifting their weight properly. So he's neck dropping most of these chicks, and he's grabbing them by the tits. And I was like, "Look, see, that's kind of some fucked up shit." But no, AJ, this now, is the is evolution. That now here's the here's the question: mm-hmm. Is this is is this a decision that is made and pre-match, 
or is this a call he makes in the ring? No, I'm that's what sh- because that's what makes that move creepy. Right. So what happened? If they agreed to it before the match, then I that it is what it is. I I, I there's no there's I no think, need for sympathy. I think he got that move over the way everybody gets moves over. They pitch it in the beginning. Here's what the move looks like, here's what it's gonna be, and you pick the people you trust to take it in the beginning. And then over time, when people are used to seeing you do it, it's not something you have to plan. You can just call that. It's what happens with all spots. Especially when you come up with something that's very unique. You go, okay, here's what I want to do. And you try it on the guy that you know will sell it the best so it gets over. And then you keep doing it. You plan for it, plan for it. And eventually you become known for it. Once you're known for it, you don't plan for those spots. You just call them. You know what I think, man, is kind of crazy. It's like, what, 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 what's the guy, what is the guy's end game? Like, let's think about that, right? Like, what's his end game? He's not going to make it to the WWE with a dick flip. Well, that'll that's the never thing. happen. He, so what's he, your end game? And his his end his, game his ex his excuse to you about it was, well, do you like to make money? Right. And I promise you, he's not banking tons of money on this shit. Right. So he's, what is his true? His motive? end game is to take Being it to the WWE. To be a freak that's it. and a creep freely. No, his end game was to take the dick flip to the WWE. You just said a second ago he'll never take it to the. He believed he would. Because every, yes, he did. Because he brought it everywhere. Everywhere, everybody that told him, you can't do that on TV, right? When he took it to Japan, or you can't do it here, he did it. Uh, AEW picked him up and said, okay, we can do this, 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 but you can't do the dick flip. Did it. Impact, you can't do the dick flip. Did it. He bring, And I'm not saying did it as in like he broke the rules of engagement. He played along. And played the game, and then as soon as he gets cozy, he goes, hey, dick flip? And eventually they cave, and they go, sure, let's see if it works, and he does it. His end game was to go to the WWE. His the lawsuits that he's involved with, because believe it or not, he's the one who sexually assaulted everyone, but he's the one suing everybody. Because it's being it's malicious and defaming his character, because he's blacklisted from the business now. But his in his affidavits... In his paperwork for the lawsuits, like, for instance, the last company he was with was Impact Wrestling, and they fired him as soon as all this shit hit the fan. He's suing them for wrongful termination, and he's listing that because of these accusations, he can't get work anywhere, and he's listed the WWE as a part of them because, according to him, he was in negotiations with WWE when this whole shit hit. Now, is that confirmed? Has WWE said something? That's fucking weird, No, but that's what he's claiming. We haven't heard anything from WWE about this, but he's got paperwork that states, yep, I was in negotiation with WWE. My contract with Impact, granted, was not a long-term deal. I think he had just signed for a year at that point. I literally just signed a one-year deal, and he was doing a whole different gimmick called cancer culture, whatever the fuck. And then the speaking out thing hit, and they fired him, and now he's got paperwork with all this shit on it. So you're saying, well, I mean, obviously he's not going to go. That's not obvious to him. And him, he was going all the way with this Damn. gimmick until these hey. bi- until these women came up and spoke their mind and then fucked him over. That's what oh, he they fucked him over. That's what oh, he exactly. He disgusting. feels he's the fucking victim. He had his livelihood taken away from accusations. Now he had a chance, by the way, to prove his point because he put a lawsuit in against one of my old buddies, Pele Premu who I knew from a long time ago, and he 
Pele's never been to California in his life. Joey's from California, lives in California, and Pele was one of the quote-unquote friends or acquaintances that he's had over the years that admitted, yeah, he's done some shady shit. He's done this, 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 this. He was naming names. He was doing shit, right, Damn. during speaking out. Well, Joey went down to his local car, uh, uh, courthouse and right. decided to sue Pele for defamation. Problem is, is he's went to a California court to do it. And Pele doesn't fucking live in California. It's never even fucking been to California. So it's been a whole ordeal. But during the course of this situation with Pele, in order for you... Look, a lawyer spoke on this. This is where I'm getting my information from, all right? Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New. Stephen P. New. In order for you to have a defamation case, the accusations need to be proven false. You can't sue someone for defamation if they're stating factual statements. So, the court said, you're claiming he's defaming you. Yes, he's defaming me. Okay, so let's investigate the situation and make sure everything's on the up and up. And that's when he said, whoa, wait, time out. What do you mean? I mean, investigate. We'll talk to Pele. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to the women in question. We'll talk to the promoters. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to start. Hold on, Jill. You're going to start talking to people? Like, yes. We have to find out. Well, I mean, I didn't do it. Cool, but we got to talk to you. No, 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 no. No, you don't have to talk. No, no, no. Just look. Look at me. Look at my face. Look at my face. Look at my face. (laughs) I didn't do it. I know, but it's a defamation suit. We have to know. Listen to me. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. it. No. He had a chance to have this investigated. He he is not co-signing that. I wonder why. Because the accusation list of women is in the 50s. I don't like his chances that all 50 of these are going to come back. Yeah, no, he's a great human being with a great core of moral values, and it really helped me out as an individual. I, I found Jesus because of Joey Ryan, and I don't think any of those are going to happen for him. But the only reason I bring him up, because we're, we're killing Joey right now, but if you haven't been disgusted by anything I've told you so far, allow me to introduce the newest chapter to the Joey Ryan story, because last week this went down, and I couldn't talk about it again because of Revolution, but I got to talk about this because it's fucking hilarious. So I mentioned to you earlier through all this that Joey Ryan was part owner or straight owner, depending on how you want to look at it, of a company called Bar Wrestling over in California. When this whole thing hit, that company folded immediately, right? Just like Synergy did. Smart move. Get the fuck out of there. Too hot. This is too much heat. Too hot. Got to get out. So it disappears off the face of the earth. Joey Ryan disappears makes a one-hour video basically bullshitting and whatever the fuck, right? Just lying his ass off. And he found Jesus in Christianity, and he's a born again, and blah, 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 right? Moves, he's going to move on with his life. Well, remember I told you he lives in California, right? Just so we're all clear, he lives in California. Out of the blue, a wrestling event in Knoxville, Tennessee, was scheduled for Saturday, March 20th, live at the Jackson Terminal. I sent this flyer to you. It's a flyer. It's a flyer for Mm -hmm. this. Wrestling for Women's Charity. That's what it is. Now, this is supposed to be for a charity group that's in Tennessee. It's for women. Okay? This is for women who are... You know, uh, victims of domestic violence, and just it's a it's a it's a charity organization that helps women go through certain situations and guides them on how to improve their situation. Whatever, it's like a shelter type deal, right? 
So they would have a wrestling event for it. And there's fucking names on here, bro. I mean, my homeboy Larry Legend's on here, but we got Jacob Fatu, we got JTG, we got Gangrel and Two Cold Scorpio for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then we got Carlito, Brian Cage, Casey Navarro. I mean, we got names, names, names. With all those, a whole bunch of women on here that are fantastic. Rhinos on this card. It's just hot. It's a dope show. And then right here, I don't know if you saw the flyer. Real, I circled it. It's like right here down in the corner. For whatever reason, is Joey fucking Ryan. And the internet shit a chicken. And they said, hold the fucking phone. Why is Joey Ryan on this fucking show? He snuck in. He's the, he snuck the fuck in on this. And people fucking were upset. And it was being shared all over the place. And Tony Khan. Uh, my boy, my good boy Tony over here, who once again the Twitter warrior, decided, uh, we don't want to be associated with that bullshit. So he pulled his talent. My talent will not be wrestling on that event, which would be according to this flyer, I guess Sunny Kiss, Brian mm-hmm. Cage. There's a couple of people on here that uh, no go, right? And then little by little, MLW did the same. Indie wrestlers themselves, when they found out they were on this card with Joey Ryan, they they took themselves off the card, right? It is supposed to be a big charity for women. So as soon as the event planner found out all these talents were pulling out because they didn't want to associate with Joey Ryan, you would think the natural cause of action here is, well, this cause is bigger than one man, so let's tell Joey thanks but no thanks. We'll let everybody know, no, he's off the card. So you guys can come on back and we'll put on a good show and get ourselves some charitable charitable money. Nope. They went the other way and said, oh, you don't like Joey? Fuck you. The event's canceled. So they just canceled the whole fucking thing. Damn. They said, nah, fuck the women. <laughs> Whatever their issues were, fuck it. And a fan took the information for this event, looked it up, and found out that all of the ticket information goes through a particular email. That email leads back to a promotion, another company, mm-hmm. called Bar Wrestling. So for those of you wondering out there what that means, that means that the promotion, the licensing, the ticket information, everything to make this event take place all happened through a company Joe Ryan, Joey Ryan owns. So mm. for those of you wondering, how did he even get on this card? He booked himself. He put Damn. himself on the fucking card. It's fucking deep out and, here. And hold man. on, it gets a lot more hilarious because as I is as I explained a second ago, and I got the picture right in front of me and in front of you, he didn't just secretly start his show and then book himself. He put himself on the flyer. He's right fucking there. Cause he you, could cause because at the end of the day, he couldn't not be in the spotlight, dude. <laughs> Oh, my God. He put himself right on the flyer. And, and that same fan, by the way, who looked up this information made a very good point. I There are people now talking, saying that this whole event was put together specifically to be canceled. Which people are going to hear that and go, well, what kind of sense does that make? Remember, I told it you works, before. It works towards his case. It works towards his case. He's trying to illustrate to the courts that this whole thing has got has made him a pariah. To the point where he can't even work charity events for free. Your Honor, I wasn't even being paid. It was strictly a charity event. For women, no less. If I'm an abuser, why would I do a charity for women? Your Honor, please, look at me. I didn't do it. 
I didn't do it. <laughs> this guy is a fucking joke. A joke. He, he just, it's just effort, effort. It's just more shit, more shit, more shit. This is why I don't like being involved with drama in the industry, but, but this is the kind of shit you have to laugh at. I'm like, right. oh my god, because if you don't laugh at it, you'll go, you'll, if you don't laugh at stupid shit like this in your industry, you'll go, it, it, you'll go nuts. All right, you I can feel just fucking ignore it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I feel bad for the for the women involved in this and who have to continuously keep looking at this fucker's face, right, all the way through. Like he just won't die. Go away. Do something else. He has no skills and no interests or passions to do anything else. He has to literally legally weasel his way back into an industry that does not want him anymore. Can't take a hint. I don't know what to tell him. Yeah, my brain goes to like deeper shit than that, man. I, I start reflecting on myself. I'm like, dude, this guy put in all of that work just to like just to do whatever he's doing, whatever his end game goal or plan is right now in life, he's achieving it. Like he's doing, it sounds fucking weird and it's like sick and whatever, but he's putting in effort for all of this like hoopla he's, he's promoting here and the shit that he's doing. And it's like, man, like I wish I had that energy to like focus my energy on one thing, dude. That's the one thing I'm noticing about myself, man. It's like, I can't drive. It, it's really, I envy people. And I know that sounds weird. The tie-in is weird, but like I envy people with that unshakable drive. Like the moment you put your brain on something, you, you will do everything and anything to achieve it. And you, there is not a waking moment where you're not pushing yourself towards that. And that can go either like a sick way, like in that guy's direction, or a positive way, like the way I see you and stuff like that, where it's like, that's what I want to do. I'm doing it. And I'm not stopping until I get there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just... Oh, I envy that, man. I envy that, that like wake up in the morning and your feet just start without even thinking your feet just start moving towards whatever it is. I'm trying to spin off all that negative shit into something positive because that shit is depressing, dude. I don't like That's why I didn't even look into it. Fuck that, man. I don't want that energy around me, man. That shit is negative. I'm trying to fucking push myself to do something. Yeah, I live with one of those. She's annoying. Yeah, I live with one of them too, but at least at least you have it in you as well. Me, I try it's like it's hard to explain because it comes off and I'm very aware of it. It comes off as very like weak or weak-minded or but it's a feeling that you can't really express unless you're the one feeling it. So it's really hard to 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 explain it, but at least at least I'm at the point where I can acknowledge it. So now it's a matter of just like trying to rev my engine yeah, or get a, a jump. It's a personal thing. That's all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's brutal. But I envy them. When I see people, like I get so, I, I, my, most of my life is very hard to impress. I'm not like someone who gets impressed very easily. But lately, dude, the little things like that, when I see someone just like go after something or do something, you were like, yo, you're crazy. You're doing way too much for this. I look at that guy and I'm like, dude, I, I envy the fuck out of that guy, dude. He's just in his brain. Nothing else exists except for what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's very hard to deter him from that because in his brain, the way he's chemically balanced is that's what he wants. And he's going to do whatever the fuck it takes to get there. 
Yeah. I don't know. I just spun I, that. I, I just, I just wish he used that power for good, and not evil. Unfortunately, he's driven unfortunately, in all the wrong directions. <laughs> We can't choose how our brains are chemically balanced. So, unfortunately, some people have that drive and some people won't have that drive, i.e. people have to work a little bit harder than others to develop. Like, some have to develop that drive and some people just wake up and have it. Unfortunately, we can't... Like, everyone's not going to have that drive for the right thing, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So... Whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I kind of took that into a different direction, but you did, whatever. but that's all right. We explore all directions here. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Fuck, but enough with the negativity. Uh, yes. I was able to spin the first one a little positively. Let's see how that trend continues. I'd like to see more people step up and speak their mind. If you know, for all the shit that I get from people with this, well, K Fabe's dead, right? That's, I don't believe that, but that's what they tell me. The like, kayfabe's dead. Everyone's in on it. All right, well, if everyone's in on it, then there shouldn't be any issue with taking to social media and outing people who need to be outed. When you see right. shit like this, say something. How could kayfabe be dead? I don't understand that. It's kayfabe a, is literally what drives the world today. Yeah, it's nonsense. Social media is kayfabe. Because the people who say that kayfabe is dead are the people who wish it to be so. They feel like they're inside. So because they feel like the inside, kayfabe must be dead. I'm not a wrestler, but I know everything that's happening backstage. False. You don't know anything that's happening backstage. You know what I tell you, and that's what you know. And what I could be, what I'm telling you could be good, could be bad, could be lie, could be truth. You don't know. Hence, kayfabe. Because like you just said, kayfabe is not a wrestling thing. We just call it that in the industry. But kayfabe is literally the deception. It is the art of making someone believe something that may or may not be true. That is in every facet of life. It is impossible for kayfabe to be dead. It's literally the premise. Episode 14, I'll never forget it. The bro, I did a full show on just kayfabe. One of my highest rated episodes, highest, most downloaded shows of all time. Because I had, I had, wrestlers and promoters who downloaded that thinking that they were going to catch me in some shit and they went, ah, oh, fuck, no, that makes sense. Okay, then, see? It's right. impossible. The people who say those things are the people who wish it to be true. They feel like they're inside, but they're not, and they have a hard time understanding. They think that because they know now that when I stomp my foot, when I punch, that's where the sound's coming from, but now, oh, kayfabe's dead. No, 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 no. It just... Took a different form, that's all. Now right. we let you, before we told you nothing, now we're telling you what you, we want you to hear. Still I think a lot of people do too much critiquing rather than enjoying. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to get to that in a second because that's where AEW takes us and to a degree, WandaVision. Yeah. Both, both to I'm gonna, a degree. I guess, I guess with that thought process, yeah. I'm about to be hypocritical as fuck. Yeah, because Marvel and WWE are, well, WWE wrestling as a whole in general are experiencing kind of the same thing. Yeah, I like that. I like, I like that. I'm glad you just said that because I noticed like uh, when I was doing the original um, like Black History Month and stuff like that, my brain was very WWE WWE focused. Right. You know what I mean? But as time went on, I'm starting to look at it more of like wrestling than just WWE. Well, now you're so kind of glad yeah, that you said that. You're being exposed to different types of wrestling now, but you're seeing a very similar pattern for right. all of these promotions that we talk about. It's kind of the same illness from people. 
And I actually brought up a good question that maybe we could talk about a little bit later. Um, is the war very much alive right now? The Wednesday night? Just the wrestling war in general. Like, no, there's is there no there's, actual. There's no war act- in wrestling right now. No, it doesn't exist. Is there one coming? No. Uh, we'll okay. explain it in good a second. Enough. We'll explain it in a second because we've done enough negative talking about women. I'd like to talk positively about women. Absolutely. And I think it's time to give the women the stage, if you will. So Absolutely. I'm going to play a little something. Oh, God. And we're going to get started with this because I cannot wait. I'm super excited to talk about this. Very, very excited. And now, another edition Majestic. It's got, a, it's got a nice line between like breaking news and just royalty. Such a good song. <laughs> right. Floor is yours, brother Dave. Oh, Deceive Dave. Dave David. Gracious. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, we got some four lovely women to talk about lovely today. Women. Um and uh yeah, let's just get right into it and start Jump. going over. This is women's month. We have been consistent so far. What is this? Six weeks? Look at us committing to the bit. <laughs> committing this is good. Bit. This is what the hell happens in April. Good, but, yeah, I'm learning and uh, uh we're getting to learn some new wrestlers, everything like that. Huh? I said we have to figure out what uh what April is. Because I didn't know March was women's month. So that caught I did me not by either. Surprise. So I'm sure it's something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll make something up. Okay, we'll declare something. Why not? Why not? Um <laughs> But for the first person, we're gonna talk about uh and always I'm probably always gonna butcher these names, so always correct me. Wendy Richer. Richter, 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 Richter. There you go, Wendy Richter. There we go. Um, one of the coolest things that I saw when I was looking over this is, um, and we'll elaborate more, but I just wanted to bring it up. The uh, apparently she was a part of the original screw job, and when I read it, yes. I kind of was like laughing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of like right in on par to what you tell me about that wrestler. So, anyway, give, give give me what you what you know about this. Uh, <laughs> About this great wrestler. Well, believe it or not, as successful as she was, <laughs> I, I kind of played a played a game here. Okay. Uh, I picked her be, because I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the screw jab. The screw because, jab. Yes, because I wanted to talk about it specifically because it touches on a lot of stuff that we mentioned at the round table. Uh, as far as like, well, I'll just be specific, Mula. All right, it, this involves Moolah. So in 1985, just after the first Mania. Right, so she was scheduled to defend her title in Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. on November 25th uh, against a mysterious masked opponent known right. only as the Spider. The Spider. During, <laughs> during the match, the Spider broke in, broke from the pre-scripted events and pinned Richard, uh, Richter uh, shoulders on the mat. The referee, who was in on the pin, delivered a swift three-count despite kick out after a one count 
Uh, <laughs> ignored the bell and continued to attack the spider, unmasking the new champion to reveal. It sounds like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, to, to reveal, uh, it was the fabulous Mula in disguise. Yeah. Interviews. Yeah. Oh my god, man! They, so, Dark Side of the Ring. It continues. Dark Side of the Ring had did a documentary uh, about something, and she was on it. Oh, it was about Mula. Right. And she was on it, and that uh, Rector had claimed she had no idea that Mula was the spider in that evening until she un- she unmasked her. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the screw job just for a second, because she's got other credits to her name besides just the screw job. Obviously, uh, and we will yeah. not get off of her without talking about her yeah, properly. Well, but this is yeah, interesting. Gotta, and you got to open with this, though, because it's usually the first it's thing. Pol- when I read that, dude, I was just, that's too good. Like, Yeah, so let's just start off with the obvious that there's still a lot of people to this day, uh, people who were even in the building when it happened, who question whether or not this was a legit screw job uh, or not. Uh, right. Just based on the way this whole thing went down. Um, people laid skepticism on the one count, right? The fact that she even bothered to kick out at one, what would be the purpose of that, right? If she doesn't if she doesn't know she's being screwed, why was she being so blatant about the fact that she was kicking out when she when the referee kept counting, right? And then there was right. then there was the conversation of, well you just got screwed. Why would you bother unmasking anybody? Who gives a shit what it who it is? You got screwed. Most people who got what? screwed. That logic is no, no, no. So but, flawed. But, but but look, but look. Th- this is the why a lot of. I'm not saying it's mine. I'm, I'm repeating. No, no. I'm, yeah. I'm just commenting on the there comment. Are, that's back in the day, back in the day, uh, when there were real screw jobs, um, because there's people who questioned the Survivor Series one, but that's another conversation for another day. But back in the day, whenever a guy got screwed on a shoot for real, his first reaction was to beat the shit out of everybody who was near him. Right. That's right. why a lot of screw jobs, when an account happened, they just get the fuck out because the guy's just going to go nuts. If he can't get a hold of the people who physically fucked them, he's going to run to the back and fuck up the dude who planned the fucking. That's usually the reaction of a person who just got fucked over. They get yeah. away from the audience because you don't want to kill the gimmick. Yes, you just got screwed. But a real screw job, a real one, the audience is not aware they're being screwed. So if you start beating the shit out of people, you start pulling masks or whatever the case may be, you're exposing the business. And back right. in those days, that was a cardinal sin. So, yeah, you got fucked, homie, and you're going to have to swallow that until you get in the back. Once you get in the back, yeah, burn the motherfucker down. Go nuts. Oh, so because she pulled usually, the mask off, right, it, the it fact, made it look like it fact, was part of the right, gimmick. Right, because she took the time. She, was, she showed she was upset for like a few seconds, bro. She didn't even really engulf herself in the anger she got pinned slammed the mat got upset walked over to moolah and just started fiddling with that mask and then once it was revealed that it was moolah she didn't do shit after that so oh once you get screwed the whole point of the masking should have been a fight no right because once she got on once she got fucking unmasked moolah got exposed and she jumped out of the ring and then it, it was a it was just a confrontation you screw me. We fighting. Brett punched right. Vince McMahon in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. You just fucked me in front of the whole audience. My gimmick is done. My character is done. I'll never be able to show my face in this industry again. I'm going to fucking murder you. Like this in the wrestling business, it gets crazy. And remember, this happened in 85. Right. So the whole kayfabe thing was very much still alive at this point. 
Right. So that's why a lot of people kind of questioned it. I don't. Especially when you finally got a gimmick that's working and right. people are buying and, into it. And I because that was the hardest part. Yeah, there was another. I don't believe that it was staged. Myself personally, and for no other reason than there were a lot of people who were very upset about Wendy Richter, and we're going to talk about her accolades in just a second. But at this time, this was the rock and wrestling time period. So we got Hogan and Mr. T and Roddy Piper. This is early 80s WWE when everything was really kicking. And prior to the 80s, and we talked about this uh, last week on our roundtable, before the 80s, you had women and you had a few stars, but there wasn't really anyone really... Killing the business. You know, Meldrick Burke, for her time period, she was an attraction because there wasn't really many like her. When you got to the 80s, you had a lot more women wrestlers in the 80s, a lot more. But Wendy Richter had achieved a high level of success in the WWE. She was getting popular. Actually, it's written right here, 150 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. That was the tagline that, uh, that, she's, that she used back in the day. She was getting popular. There were a few people, I think Captain Lou, there were a few who went on record saying that Wendy was matching Hogan in a lot of popularity. Merch, just ticket sales, general interest in the product, people loved Wendy Richter. And Wendy Richter happened to be one of the Moolah girls. And you know how Moolah behaves with her girls. You can get as happy as you want as long as I'm happier. Right, right. If I, if you're happier than me, and you're making your own money, and I'm not getting a cut of this, and I'm not get, I'm, you x me out, that's a problem. And I'm sure she went to Vince and said, "Listen, you want more girls? Then you need to straighten her out." Right. And here we are. Championship belt was off Wendy, and that's it. We never saw the belt again. That was when the belt disappeared for forever. After that, Mula right, was right, the right. champ, and she held that belt until the end of time. Until eventually they just aged her out and gave a new belt to Jacqueline and Sable. We never saw it again. That's Damn. that's Wendy's actual connection to the women's division today. She was the last real champion before they even had a division, like a full-time one. Right. And then they brought in Alundra Blaze and, and, and uh, Medusa, who we'll talk about in a little bit, to come in and revitalize that. And that worked for about a year or two. Right. And then right. Medusa went and fucked that up. Uh uh, but she had her own screw job we're going to talk about a little later on. And then that disappeared until the next division started again and the, the rest was history. But, yeah. But Wendy's Damn, got a lot more, That's too. crazy, man. That's what I mean. This shit goes deep. Real man. deep. Real deep. They were not going to let a woman be more popular than the, than their top male star. Right. They, and, and, and to be fair, and again, maybe this is going to hurt some feelings. Maybe it doesn't. There are promoters who feel that way today. Oh, and dude, that's, that's straight up. For anybody to be shocked or surprised yeah, that the they, shit that yeah. went on back then isn't still alive today, yeah. then they're bugging. Well, it's a, it's to, a, a, crazy it's to a different degree now because back Well, it's hidden. It's more it's, hidden. It, well, I think it was more hidden back then. I think it's plainly obvious now. I, I think so. Uh, it's some, more hidden to the public. I mean, backstage, it was more like, hey, know your role because this, that, and the third. But yeah. I think now it's more like quiet and if you one of like if you know you know yeah but the atmosphere is still ran by it right it's not blatant like 
I'm not gonna come up to you and like, what did I tell you? Yada yada, like that. It's it's more. It's much more subtle, but no, it is very I much alive. It, no, I don't. Th- I don't feel that way. Uh, when I'm behind the scenes and I see these promoters and bookers, I actually saw someone who was running a company. I'm not gonna name any names because. Uh, I don't think the the woman in question would want me to do that because the woman in question now <laughs> is a world champion, so she's not she's not gonna move backwards. So I'm not gonna fuck her shit up. But she was literally told to her face, "You'll never be the main event. You're a girl. What the fuck are you talking about?" And right. and and she just sent me main event. But you're talking to, about it not in to an tip indie my, state. Not to tip you're... my. Well, the, the, it wasn't an indie state, but then she overcame that and she's now on national television. As yeah, a no, I understand that, but I'm talking from the point of view of like the main stage. Like, it's still very much alive well, you know in the They're main giving, stages okay, as well. Okay, well, let's use the WWE as an example of that then, right? There's a lot of conversation. How many main events have the women had in the last few years in WWE? Quite a bit. A couple, right. couple pay-per-views, a couple Raws, a couple SmackDowns, right? Right. Still to this day, and you'll see it, you'll experience it yourself when we do the roundtable for WrestleMania. You'll see it there. I pitched the idea. You got two nights for WrestleMania, right? You had two Royal Rumble winners, Put Edge and Roman as the main event of one and put Bianca and Sasha as the main event of the other. Whichever one. I don't give a shit. Probably do the women's one first and then do Edge and Roman Reigns second or either or. It doesn't matter. I pitched that on Facebook and I got murdered. I'd well, close I mean, it out with Bianca. You can't, um, but that's what I'm saying. Sasha, can, I would close the whole thing out with that. You can do that. That match is going to be fucking Especially ridiculous. on the run that Sasha's, the, her matches that she's been having lately. Yeah. Oh my god! But I dude. said that on social media, and everyone went, "Well, you have another title match. That match no. is not going to be on after Bobby Lashley and McIntyre. Why wouldn't it be? I don't understand." So that's my point. That mentality is still there, and I actually think the other way. I think it's more blatant in the public and behind the scenes now, because people are debating about it now in public. Well, they're girls. Can't do that. Why not? You've main evented pay-per-views in the past. People, there's no way. There's no listen. I don't. I can't dance in those arenas. I can't sit there and watch the people say. There's no way people are literally saying that, saying that they can't main event because they're girls. Uh, there are, right? There are people. That's every, that's not a real thing. Every day that say it, I get told these. Hum, these humans don't exist. I get told they're, they're trolling. They they I, they're trolling. This is the they phrase I hear the most. You ready? Women don't draw money. That's what? what I'm told all the time. That is the complete opposite of sex sells, <laughs> which is obviously the number but one that's thing, the thing in business. But they're not com- they're not selling sex. That's what they're trying to say. If if you were going to tell me that Bianca and Sasha were going to go out there and have a contest in bikinis, they might have more interest in it. But that's not what you're selling. You're selling athleticism. You're se- it, it, and and a lot of a lot of male wrestling fans make the comparisons between like for instance the WNBA and the NBA. I'd rather watch the NBA than the WNBA, but I'd rather watch the WNBA if they were playing in bikinis and covered in body, baby oil. That's the kind of level of shit we're talking about. Yeah, but what type of men are we talking about here? Like, Just I wouldn't want that. Ridiculously low class. I would not want that. Sounds like a complete waste of my time. Right, but that. That's wrestling fans. I mean, not all of them. I hate to lump everybody together, but that's fandom in general. No, I don't think that is. I think that's just the vocal majority. I don't think that's Sure, if you want to go that way and just say that. And that goes for everything, not even just wrestling. The vocal majority is always going to be the most, like, toxic and negative people for the most part. For the most part, right. That's Sure, if you want to call them the more vocal ones, sure, fine. But the more vocal ones are the ones you hear. 
That's right. the point. If you've got a section of fans, there are probably more fans that don't feel that way than do. But when the ones who do f- feel that they can main event, the ones who do support the women's evolution, the ones who do sit there and say, yeah, women can do this too, don't talk loud enough. Because the other assholes are the ones that are being heard. That's why when you say do these people exist, they absolutely do. But go ahead. Well, we, we spun off a little bit on a yeah, tangent exactly. there. But again, like I said, before we move on to the next person, I, I don't want to just talk about a, a, a funny screw job on Women's Month about a woman who obviously has done some pretty incredible things in her career, especially mm-hmm. in a time where it could have may have may not been, <clears throat> you know, stated as a very toxic environment and yes she still found herself to be very successful she was the nwa women's tag team champion twice with joyce grable you know who that is yeah old joyce yeah tag team two times and then the nwa united states women's champion one time uh the national wrestling federation that nwf women's champion Mm -hmm. Uh, for professional wrestling hall of fame she was inducted in 2012 Mm -hmm. Um, she was a Stampede Women's Champion one time, WWC Women's Champion four times. In Puerto Rico, yeah. Mm-hmm. WWF Women's Champion two times, and she was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2010. She has three Hall of Fames. She, uh, yeah. She's got the uh, the Cauliflower, Cauliflower Alley Club, which a lot of the... Cauliflower, old, yep, that's on uh, here too. Uh, a lot of the older generation, that was kind of their Hall of Fame which was right. the Cauliflower Alley Club. And then we've got the, I believe, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame that's listed, the one that you're looking at. I believe I'm going to click on it to make sure. I think that's the physical building. Yes, that's the actual. Yeah. People museum, don't know yeah. this. I wonder if anybody out there really knows that because everyone thinks when you say Hall of Fame, they think WWE, but there's no actual building or facility for WWE. There's an actual Hall of Fame. Yeah, a museum. Actually, a I see that. I kind of want to go to it. Yeah, in Wichita <laughs> Falls, be pretty Texas. Cool. Yeah, it's in Texas. It's an actual building. Oh, I've been wanting to go to Texas too. That might be a reason. There you go. Uh, that well, it, 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 don't let that be your sole reason. There's other. <laughs> no, there's tons of shit over yeah, there. Yeah, and they've do, got. A, I mean, you want to talk about an esteemed list of Hall of Famers. I think uh, my next vacation is either going to be Canada or Texas, dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm actually eyeballing San Antonio for it because they got a lot of shit over there. Yeah, sea nice. World and they got well, if you do go, let me know because uh, make that happen, right? Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. I'm looking at this list of uh, Hall of Famers and this and this is the creme de la creme. Like this is the real shit here. Like this is an amazing fucking list. I'm looking through this. I'm like, oh my god, and it's balanced. So it's like Eddie Graham, Florida Territory. Uh, Vampiro Furpo. <laughs> we'll go. That's actually a good that's, topic. That's, we'll go over that Hall shit. of Fame at another time. Yeah. So let's let's go on to uh, and if you what you what do you do you have a particular order you want to do this one in? No, no, put... just go ahead and flow, man. Just whatever. Okay, okay, whatever okay, okay. Uh, so the next person we're going to talk about, I don't really know much about her. I was actually reading a little bit about this and stuff like that. So maybe we can, uh, you know, you can elaborate. And again, I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but Luna Vacon Vashan. Vashon, dude, I am bad with that CH, dude. (laughs) You have to have some sort of memory of Luna. She was. uh, I'm looking to see where I would have remembered. Yeah, her career, her the later, the latter end of her career was with the Oddities in the Attitude Era, down down. uh, What's that? Mid to late '90s there. 
She mm-hmm. had a little bit of a run there with the WWE. She's she's known for other things, right? Um, but I I I love her because of her pedigree. Uh, she right. comes from one of the more famous wrestling families of all time in the business. Okay. So if you want to elaborate a little bit on that career, uh, you go ahead and I'll, I'll throw some stuff there at the end. Clean up, clean Ooh. up, hitter. Wait, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You're throwing me under the bus here. No, I don't Luna, know her Luna Vachon. You said you said you had some notes for Luna Vachon. Did you not? Or do you want me to just No, go? I didn't say I didn't say notes. All right, well, I'm just going to go then. Then go. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to fucking do this, <laughs> motherfucker. We're live. No, no, but she's she comes from the famous Vachon family. Uh Mad Dog Vachon and and all those guys okay. up north uh what's that? I believe that's um if not Canada, definitely Oh yeah, Canada. Uh, Canadian family there up in uh, they had some success up there in Minnesota as well. She had a little bit of a run in WWE. I don't remember much much of that. I know right. I remember my first experience with Luna was the uh, she was with Bam Bam, Bam Bam Bigelow, and they had the uh, they called it a mixed tag, but it was it's kind of odd when you think about it because it was Bam Bam and Luna, and then it was Dork yeah, yeah. the Clown and Dink. So it yes. was like Luna and the Midget. <laughs> right, 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 right. And yeah, so like, yeah, so uh, she has a little bit of a history with WWE and people remember She was her also a uh, accompanying Sean for a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. That's okay. when they were playing around with stuff with Sean. I suppose, you know, Sherry was also with Sean. They, they were, yeah, that's what I was going to say. They, they're saying uh, that they there were, was like a feud. It was like a gimmick they ran. Yeah, like it, was, it was whatever they could to get some shine on Sean at the time. It was that's it. Apparently, Sean's in-ring was not enough. They are like, nah, we need some sort of whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and then she had the ECW run for a little bit and some WCW stuff. But but the, the reason why I think she definitely deserves to be on this list, uh, she, she worked for all the major companies, and she got all the opportunities, um, and, and, and she had a hell of a run. She's in a lot of those Hall of Fames we just mentioned uh-huh. uh, for yeah. – um, She's got the Cauliflower Ally Club. Yeah, but her family was a family of of tough guys, right? She was the only girl. So when she got into the industry, if you look down where her her resume is, you don't see a whole lot of championships. Right. Um, And the reason for that is because she wasn't – she was always the talent that worked with the champions. Uh, she, I mean, she she's got a run. she's got a few. She's got yeah, quite a but, few. Uh, you know, not to be disrespectful, but those were Kofi Kingston titles. Those, those were thanks for coming. Oh, like on for, an honorable. Yeah, like, like you, those you were you all did, toward like the latter. We respect ends. the shit out of you. Yeah, those were like toward the later ends of her career. I don't think. Listen, was, I know that comes off as very derogatory. I don't think that that's. There are people who, no matter how much they put into the business, don't earn that level of respect. Right, no. So I'm even not, if yeah. that's the case, no, I'm not saying that you were saying that. I'm just saying, Joe, because when I hear it, to me, I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. But I I know it's like, that's not the case. Like, getting a belt because they respect you, like, that just means, like, yeah, you may not fit into whatever the end game of the, the company is, but it's like, yo, we respect you so much, like, we would be remiss if we don't actually actually put this on your waist at yeah. least for a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we have to do. We owe it to you. She, whenever you say that someone is a champion, the first thing that kind of comes to mind as a as a professional is, oh, she must have she must have been box office, right? She must have made right. good money and, and or at and least respected. Money. Yeah, or at least respected. In her case, she actually still fits the qualification. She just was never really the ideal champion. 
because she did make box office. She was great business. She just worked it from the other side. Every is year, it a matter? Do you think it was a matter of time frame of which she was in no, the business? No, it was not time frame. It was just her look. You know, okay. back in those days, you know, not again, not to be disrespectful because she's dead, but she wasn't exactly the prettiest girl. And back in those days, those were the ones that got over, right? Those are the ones who won championships. You got the pretty girl coming in there doing all the wrestling. But moves. she was a worker. She was a hell of a worker. So what happened? No, that's is, what I'm yeah, saying. They're like, she like was able fast to, forward her today where like working is more important. Than oh, she would looks. have been a fucking multiple time. Well, that's what I'm here. saying. Yeah. You think she was probably just kind of a victim of her time. Well, you know I, mean? Like because I mean, of, if you want to spread it like that, then maybe. Yeah, because there's, she, she the way that she worked then was a lot like the way they work now. And she was kind of ahead, ahead of her time on that. But we right, never right. really got to see the full, in all fairness, I really don't believe as good as she was, I don't think we got to see her at her full potential. Because she right. was always in the ring with somebody that she had to dumb it down for. You know, she right, very right, right. rarely ever got in the ring with someone. That and that's one of the true go. crimes of being so phenomenal, but being, yeah. that's a curse, man. Being ahead of being, your time is a curse. Being that good that early on when, when, right. when women were just now kind of coming around. Because women wrestling back in the day d didn't mean that, you know, a worker then for women is a different definition. You know, it was snap mares and, and, and abdominal stretches and, and chops to the, you know, chop of the chest. Women's matches had a certain flow. Luna came in and she's dropped toe hole, hip toss, but 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 show time. Right, right. But, but fundamentals. Fundamentals like the ground game that a, a man would use. Like, cause that's how she was trained. She was that's trained how she by, got. Yeah, it's men. like you want to do this. Yeah. Guess what? All we have yeah. here is men. So you're either gonna and work I, with them or not. Yeah. I remember an interview one time, when, uh, not a WWE one. This was a long time ago. With through some other form, she said she goes, my, my uncles and my my and everybody who trained me. Like, Look. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, look at her. She's not a champion. She's not someone we can put on the flyers and the posters or whatever. She wasn't the prettiest of girls. But if you learn this and you work hard and you do this, you're going to make a lot of money because there's not a lot of women that do this. Right. right. And, and it worked out. She ended up Good. making a lot of yeah. pretty girls get over. Meanwhile, she was the real true star of the whole thing. And yep. yeah, that, that, that's, hey. that's why I think she deserved to be talked about here. Because, again, like you said, a curse being ahead of your time. You put Luna, uh, in her prime Luna right now, forget it, bro. She she would have been taking great, shit out. Great matches. Great, great matches. fucking matches. With some of the talent, too. Yep. Oh, man. See, that's another thing, too, that goes underestimated. You're so focused on the person that is great. It's That's why I always ask, like, who's around them? Yeah, you're great, but this isn't a this isn't a single sport, right? You may be a single competitor, but in this type of sport, it really comes down to not just your talent, but who are you working with? Whether they be someone you make look better, which can make you look great, or someone who's on your level where you have these amazing matches, but... Who right. are you working with, man? Yeah, it doesn't right. matter how good you are if you have nothing but trash around you. I made an analogy one time at a school. I was at a training facility. I, where the fuck? Oh, I think he was in Jersey. I can't remember. And we were talking about that, and I made mention. I said, uh, and, and I think it fits here, so I'll use Luna in that sense. You know when you watch Dancing with the Stars? Mm -hmm. where you have, like, one pro and one celebrity, and you train the celebrity to do the best they can, and then you, they have the performances, and then they get judged at the end? Mm -hmm. Luna is the pro and her opponents were the celebrity everyone was looking to see how the other one would do but that other one would not fare well if she didn't do her shit right you understand? 
that's how that works. You have to work together, but let's be honest, we came and we paid to see the other one. Right, right, right. But neither of it works if Luna can't do what she does, and that's what she right. did. She was and she did it important to the but, business. So speaking, well, hold on. Before I sign off of this, we did mention, but I do like to always mention it. Uh, she was inducted in. We said the uh, cauliflower. She did get a yeah. cauliflower award. She went into um, the Hall of Fame for the WWE before Corona. <laughs> Well, well, hold on. Um, where's where the heck? I just freaking saw it and I lost it. I could have sworn she was inducted. I guess not. All right, but she was. Uh, it says here she was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2019. Yep, just before the so, Rona. Awesome. The year and, but the Rona, but... Uh, Luna has history. Uh, a little bit of history. Maybe I don't know how big of it it was, but maybe you can elaborate on that. With our next topic nah. our next person here yeah uh and that's medusa 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 yeah. i try to put this in chronological order here yes. um and i figured those two kind of went back and forth i don't ever remember seeing her i mean she's definitely got the body of someone who can go in there and, and do it the gear that i'm the pictures that i'm looking at she looks fit looks athletic looks like she can get down tell us a little bit about the medusa medusa Okay, we just said a second ago for Luna that she was ahead of her time. And unfortunately, she had to work with some people that weren't exactly up to her speed. Medusa is very similar to that. Ahead of her time. But luckily, she was only ahead of her time here (laughs) in the States. Right. Uh, Medusa would end up traveling to the land of the rising sun where the talent was not like here. She's ahead of her time here. She was right on time over there. Um, Medusa was one of the few non-Japanese women to survive the dojos of Japan. And it sounds to me, or it looks to me, that not only did she survive, but she she excelled. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No, no. She's one of the most respected female in-ring competitors of all time. Isn't Um, that crazy? Like, just looking at her picture, I, I, like... I knew looking at her picture, like, she's the real deal. Like, this isn't someone that's just, she's going to go out there, and she's not going to work. She's not going to just work. She's going to bust your ass, dude. She looks like she's going to wrestle the fuck out of you. She had a reputation of carrying that male mentality into the ring with the females, meaning we're going to have a wrestling match. If you listen to me, it's going to be a good one. You don't listen to me, I'm going to have a good one. (laughs) <laughs> so, so you need to you need, you need to follow along with the bouncing ball here because she was very strict in how she wanted her matches to look. You know, she's an athlete, so we're gonna move around a lot. Okay, I can do suplexes, which means you're gonna bump around a lot. You know, and it didn't matter on the size because one of her famous feuds, her and Bull Nakano on Raw, Bull Nakano was a hoss. That's a lot of woman, and she was throwing her big ass around like she ain't weigh shit. And that's not the usual style of the WWE at that time, period. And here is this woman coming in here, just bombing bitches. And it's like, oh, she's not that big. Who, Bull Nakano? Yeah. Bull Nakano and her, okay, look at the size difference. The size difference, I mean, I I had to pull it because you were like, oh, she, okay, no, no, no. I might be looking at an older image because now I'm looking at probably, she's like, has the belt and everything. Yeah, Yeah, that's a, she, she thick. She thick. No, no, yeah. She thick, she, she, for she, sure. She's a horse, all right? She can go. She, yeah. But Bull but, but Nicole, don't let the size fool you. She can work, too. And these two had amazing matches all around the world. 
And that was another first. She looks scary, man. A lot of women had programs, but none of them took it around the world. These two competed around the world. Europe, the States, Japan. They fought they spilt blood with each other all across the planet. It was fantastic. Now I don't know if now is the time, but she's got her own little screw job situation we gotta talk about. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. Look at that bad boy stretching her out, man. Oh, no, no. Woo! So, that yeah. they look like they'd have a, that a, is a the, hell of a match. That's man. the page uh that the the PTO, the page tap out. Page got that. That's one. a sick fit. That's a yeah. not finishing, but that's a sick ass move. Take a moment and head to YouTube sometime later on or something and check and out some matches. Check out Blaze and Nakano on Raw. Or, I mean, if you want to watch the Japanese stuff, I mean, take your time with that. But if you want to get like the the cliff notes of what they can do with each other, because you know Japan and, and America at the time two different styles. You want to see these two women take their time and tell a story. You watch Japan. If you want the cliff notes, the hurry it up, give me the good shit. You watch the Raw matches. Because they had two different matches. One that took Damn. their time and one they flew. I, I'm looking at some of these pictures of them two. That, I guess you said that's one of her biggest feuds, right? Yeah, it's one of her most Yeah, that they have yeah. tons of images of like those two together, both in Japan and w- And yeah. man, they look brutal, dude. These Some of these holds are just, I know they're just still images, but she Jesus, they look aggressive. wrestler, bro. She was no nonsense. She would fuck you up. And the thing is, is that a couple of promotions along the I'm going to save this. I'm definitely going back to check that out, dude. Yeah. That looks sick. She, a couple of times along the way, she would get – she was so ahead of the women that there would be times where they couldn't use her as a women's wrestler because she could talk, too. She can cut promos. Who, Blaze? Yeah. yeah. So there were a couple of times when she, she would have to manage – they even used her as a valet a couple of times to, you know, just come out there with a pretty little dress. And, but that's not her, bro. Um, no. I never got it. And that's and that's a cool thing for her because she honestly, especially for her time, definitely looks like she could pull both off. Yeah. Like if you do her hair up the way, like not to say her hair looks nasty, but to do her hair up, put some makeup on her and put her in a nice dress. She could pull that. She looks like she could pull that off. Yeah. And she'd still fuck you up after the fact. And she punch you dead in your mouth. Yeah, dead in your fucking mouth. Uh, oh, aren't and, those the best women? Wh- oh what, I, what I love about her is she's still a Ain't badass. nothing sexier than a woman that's thick, looks beautiful, and will snuff the shit out of you. Yeah, I love she's it. She's still a badass because <laughs> I got surprised uh, when I went to the Evolution pay-per-view, which was the first ever all-women's pay-per-view for WWE, and she was a surprise entrant in the Battle Royal. And I was like, oh, y'all about to, oh, y'all the fuck now, boy. Y'all about to get that ass whooping. And she did all right for herself. I love the fact they gave her own new gear and all that stuff. That was cool. But we got to talk about it. Before we move on to the next chick, we got to talk about this. I, unfortunately, it has to happen. So, uh, Alundra Blaze was the WWF Women's Champion. They didn't have many of those mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, as a matter of fact, even when they gave up on the division, she still kind of ha- had the belt. Right. Um, late, um, I want to say mid-90s, somewhere in there. It just kind of happened to where her contract was up. And uh, it was either up or she was released for some reason. I can't remember. But they never – they stripped her officially on TV, but they never took the belt from her. Right. Because, you know, back in those, I mean, even now, but when you win a championship, you take the belt home with you. So they had they had removed her as champion. They had announced that there was no longer a women's champion, but she still had the belt. 
And uh, so she, her contract was up or whatever the case may be, and she went home, and I guess she was deciding where to go next. And she got a call from Eric Bischoff from WCW. He said, hey, we'd love to have you on the show because she used to work uh, a little bit with some of the guys back in the day. Remember, she used to work in WCW before WWE for like right. two or three years. So we'd like to we'd like to have you back. And she said, cool, I'll, I'll come in as soon as you want me to come. And he goes, oh, out of curiosity, uh, are you still the – champion from wwf she said well i'm technically not the champion but i have to send them the belt back i still have the belt he was like all right well you know you don't have to send them the belt back like right away why don't you bring the belt with you your belt technically speaking is her belt she has a deposit down on it you know she right. she, she brings the belt back they give her her deposit back and she was like you want me to bring the belt on tv he's like yeah sure so she brings the belt to tv and lord and behold there's a conversation that takes place and She's throwing the belt in the garbage, live on fucking network television. She just goes up there and she talks trash about the WWF, and then she goes, "This is the real WWF Women's Championship," and she threw it in the trash, and then proceeded, mm. and then proceeded to cut a promo about how she's gonna rule and dominate WCW for the till the end of time, and she did none of the above because they ended up just making her a, another wrestler on the card and then eventually just another manager and then eventually gone just baited her in man they used her her. for a moment and she suffered for it um she was blacklisted by the wwe for ever (laughs) forever ever ever she did they they didn't make amends until like a few years ago uh like i said evolution was what 2018 i want to say and i think maybe a year or two before that because i think she eventually went into the hall of fame I think that was the reason why they, yeah, class of 2015 for the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, I think that's why they made amends so they can get her in there. But, yeah, right. that was her little moment, her little her little screw jab moment. And she broke a little, broke a little of the kayfabe rules there, and uh, she she suffered for it. But talented as fuck is, is, is a word you can use describing Medusa. Yeah, now that I just really quick brought up that that scene that you're talking about with the bell, I remember that. That's like, like I I wouldn't have been able to call that scene, but the, when I look at it, I'm like, okay, I remember seeing that on like tons of like topics and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy. She looks great right now too. She doesn't too bad. She doesn't look too bad. She's all right. She's, I mean, she's older. She's man. serviceable. All right, <laughs> our last entrant here. Last entrance. Now, this is someone that I didn't even know was a thing until literally just recently. Uh, and then we talked about her briefly on uh, the roundtable. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's kind of a monster. Kind of a monster. <laughs> Aja Kong. There you go. Aja Kong. Aja Kong. Who just competed so, for AEW a few weeks ago. Still going. Yeah. Age 50, still rocking it. And a very, from what I'm looking at right now, a very decorated women's wrestler. You can say. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely one of the more respected of the Japanese talent. I told you guys, if you're going to talk women's wrestling, you, not enough credit is given to the women, to the Joshis over there. They're just, they're just not talked about enough. And Aja... Has a history here. She only made a few appearances for the WWE in 1995, but that was enough uh, for that legacy to last even to this day. American fans still to this day hold her in high fucking esteem. High esteem. And to the point where she's 50 now. 
And she lost, what was that, uh, second round to Ryo Mizunami, who would go on to get her fucking ass kicked <laughs> at the fucking pay-per-view. But she did win the tournament, and it was based off of that one win. They they said, well, that's the upset, right? She's going to to think that when you're 50, you're 50 years old, you're in your, what, 30, 40th year as a competitor, it's and still bumping. someone beating you was an upset. That, that's, right. that's incredible. <laughs> it goes to show, yeah, that's, for that's, sure. That's the level. Oh, she debuted in 1986. She, de- she started Jeez. wrestling two years before you were born. And when she lost a few weeks ago, it was a giant upset. That's <laughs> insane. That's respect. Insane. That's like going respect. over her belts right now would literally take half the like she's yeah, got we, yeah. so much, especially in Japan. Like majority yes. of her stuff is in Japan. If she was there, she was the champ. <laughs> she was just the best. She's got best wow. bout, best singles match, best tag team award, MVP award. She won the MVP in 2010, bro. That's some shit. That's yeah, I might almost... have to. I might have to go back and peep her a little <laughs> bit too, because honestly, I did like for her to have existed and done so much. I yeah. mean, a lot. Like, there's a lot here. Yeah. For me to never have heard of her, that, that just goes to show that there's a there's a yeah. scene of extremely decorated wrestlers. Not even yeah. talking females, just wrestlers in general. Yeah. Uh, that it just I. That there are amazing matches that probably happened 10, 15 years ago that I've never seen. Yeah, and and I'm glad we're able to. This is why I have this show, bro, to do stuff just like this because I don't think people talk about them enough. I mean, she, I love it. This is so, literally becoming one of my favorite things. It's just we, we just talk <laughs> about shit that I would she, have no otherwise no way of knowing. And it yeah. you could be a, a a huge fan of WWE and love wrestling, but just you might not know about this stuff. You might yeah. not know about any of it or these wrestlers or these people. That's why when we're on the round table and I'm like anybody could have won that. And you guys are yeah. like, "What? No. Aja Kong was probably the like V1 yeah. who we were like, "All right, this is made for her to come into AEW." And then when it didn't happen that way, you guys were like, "Oh, Okay, well, yeah. that's you know what I mean. Like, I'm thinking, like, who is this? Uh, who are kind of what? I don't, who, I've never <laughs> heard of this person before. I said so. at the round table, I said, We're gonna get to Aja Kong at some point, that's how important she is. And then when we started coming up with names for this episode, it, it was the first one. And then when we, uh, I mean, we that was the main because I remember when I asked you, I said, Well, I can't remember the names. Do you remember the names? And I knew that there was one that stood out to me that I was kind of shocked by yeah. that you guys were like so. Like, you guys were so, when you talked about her so highly, yeah. like, she was like this, there was no question in anyone's mind that this <laughs> tournament was made for this woman yeah. to just be brought into the, I'm like, well, okay, knew, we gotta talk about her. Yeah, here's the thing, because of her age, I knew she wouldn't win. I actually thought in my head that she'd lose in the finals, that that would be the big win for right. whoever it was that was going to come. Which, in your brain, would justify the, the fight. The it's, fight or with the, Sheeta, the right. title match and all that stuff. Because right. it is yeah. against someone who... And then we ended up getting the Sheeta-Mizunami match and it laid an egg. But we'll, we'll get to that later. But, oh, yeah. man, we got different views. <laughs> but, yeah, it just... Uh, but, yeah, she's, she's one of the all-around greats. And if you do get a chance to watch any of her matches, as they would say in the Samoan household, mm. watch for the back fist, brother. Mm. Oh, when that back fist comes, that's it. That's the move. When you see the back fist come, that's going to be the end of whoever the fuck is standing in front of her. Critical hit. It's done. You know, people say, you know, protect your finish. Yeah. 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 Listen, 
you you can take the work one or you can take the shoot one. It's on you, to be honest with you. I don't know how you want to do this. <laughs> you have a good match with me, I'll throw I'll throw the shoot one at you. You you, you give me a hard time. It's it's coming. And it's gonna, it's gonna be thunderous. So just be careful. Uh, mm. Yeah. So that's a. I mean, again, if you want the list of accomplishments here, through the roof. I mean, but how can you get more complimentary of a person and their skills than by just saying, "She's was this 1986? So she's uh, 96, 06, 16. She's 35 officially. 35 years in the business." And she right. lost the other day, and it was an upset. Right. <laughs> That's right. the ultimate sign of respect you can possibly have. Uh, yeah. That she could lose matches and still get talent over just by giving them losses. That's how well she's protected herself over the years. And, she's uh, in Hall of Fames that I like. Yeah. I, I, Wrestling Observers Newsletter Award, Wrestling Observers Newsletter Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like I, I, they she's never seen that on anyone's. Yeah. If a new Hall of Fame opened up tomorrow, she'd be on the class. She'd be the first one. She, AJ, she, AJW yeah. Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, if you were to do a Hall of Fame, if she's not in the first group, she's on the cusp. She's in the conversation uh, of women's wrestling. She, she's right there with any woman who has ever competed, ever. That's why I'm glad. And this is and this is why, man, I just fucking ignore people when they say stupid shit like, oh, she's a woman. Like, say that shit to her face. Her face. Yeah. Say it to her face. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's our contribution to uh, women in uh, in pro wrestling history, brother. We gotta. I gotta. When this is over, I'm going to take a look at April and see what the fuck we got going over there. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going (laughs) to figure that out. Uh, so a pay per view took place this past weekend. AEW yes, Revolution. Indeed. Talked about it on the roundtable. Uh, I guess we'll start. You said I have different views. Yeah, I'm cursed. To be I honest know. with you, I'm cursed because I don't look at it. I've lost the ability to look at these things as just a fan, <laughs> as just for what it is. Right? Just look at it for what it is. You either like it. I. My brain, it just, it won't. It won't. And I'm not going to sit here and say that Shida and Mizunami had a bad match. When I say lay an egg, I don't necessarily mean it was terrible. It, it, that fucker dragged. That match took a long fucking time to get to where it was going. They had me for so long, and then I was like, all right, because she hit that knee and that Falcon's arrow like 17 fucking times. And I'm like, all righty. And then they it's did, a big, it's a, it was, they uh, did fighting spirit twice. And then it was just like, I did not see an ending coming. And I was just like, all right, let's, let's get there. And, and then the afterbirth. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, with like it was, 17 it, women it, coming it out. It drug out a little bit. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Wow. But, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit jaded when it comes to like pay per views. I just assume a fin- one finisher will never do it. Unfortunately, I think that's, that's just kind of where like yeah, wrestling is. How could you to the point where different? WrestleMania has ruined it? To the point where now people believe that the only way to really oversell or the way to lose without losing your reputation is the only way to be beaten is to have the finisher hit on you like a thousand times i know but that's see that and and you're absolutely right and i would just say how why would you think any different when you've been told the opposite for so long now so many wrestlers who were fans 
before they became wrestlers, would see WrestleMania. And when they see someone kick out of Sweet Chin Music, they see somebody kick out of the Stone Cold Stunner, they'd go nuts for it. And they'd go, oh, I want that reaction. But they forget about the 12 months of nobody kicking out of those moves. And then someone kicked out at WrestleMania. That's why it got the pop. Another thing that kind of throws me for a loop, right, is when um, they do the uh, gimmick where they're in the ring talking in, like, normal clothes, and then someone will hit them with the finisher, and they're just, like, down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for a long-ass time. But you're in the middle of a match for 30 minutes, and you get hit six times, and you're still kicking out. It's like Like, the the, the WWE 24-7 belt. They only win the belt by roll-up for some reason. There's never a <laughs> but that, fucking... But that's funny. <laughs> see? And that's why I have a problem with it. But that's funny. I shouldn't funny. be laughing at Every everything. belt doesn't have to be serious, Which man. is fine. Which is fine. But the situation that you just gave about how a guy will be in plain clothes and get hit with a finish and be down for an hour and then be in his gear and kick out three seconds later, that's for every belt. Every belt now has that it wasn't yes. always the case. No, it was not always the case, but that's what it is now. But that's and, the way it evolved. And that's man. why people, and that's why people, people want to tell people want to tell that W that not WWE, but that final stage belt story down on every level because to them they may not ever get to that. So but I want my moment too. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make this match look just as epic as anything else. So I'm gonna kick out of your finisher six times. And the only way you're gonna be able to knock me down is if you wrap your knee in barbed wire and then hit me with it. Yeah. Because I'm a god intercontinental champion. Jesus Christ. You even you didn't even give that scenario to the world title. You said I'm the fucking the greatest intercontinental champion of all the times. I'm the greatest. You got to kill me to win this belt, man. I love that shit. Because I'm the king of the secondary titles. That's it, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but uh, were there any, any, because how did, because you said you enjoyed the pay-per-view up until the end. I enjoyed it. I had a great, it, it was even to the point where I normally, so when I watch wrestling, I normally, I'm doing something and I watch at the same time, right? Like right. I listen and then I look over stuff. It's just what I do. I got two monitors. It's, it's what I do. I have a hard time just sitting and watching something. I get super fucking bored. I was actually just like eating snacks with my feet up watching the pay-per-view. I, I enjoyed it. I was in it. I was, oh, to be fair, one of my buddies who normally never watches wrestling with us watched it with us and that was a great experience as well because his reactions to shit was just the greatest <laughs> oh he must have loved that he must have loved like the ladder match and shit oh dude it's hilarious because his he he understands wrestling right like he doesn't watch it that much at all but he understands like he's watched the attitude era and whatever the case may be so but he's he would always yell at the logical shit like the stuff we ignore because it's wrestling so it is what it is theatrical he would just get so frustrated not actually mad but he would make jokes and laugh because it was like dude your hand is on the ring, and you're sitting there for like six seconds. Just grab the damn ring. Don't wait. And then the guy will come up and hit him in the back. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it was the greatest. I think they may have amplified the pay-per-view for me. I'll give you that. But I enjoyed it up until. That's, uh, that's, another, that's another thing, too. That fucking ring. 
that was comically large. Like when I said, yeah. when I said to you, oh, like Sonic the Hedgehog, and Xander was like, yeah, you know, kind of like that. Nah, bro, that was that a was Sonic it. the that Hedgehog. Was a, right. was, I don't think Xander thought it was going to be like that. To be Holy honest, Holy crap, dude! I, he probably thought. Surely it won't be that large of a ring. Oh, nope. what are we going to put up there? That How about that ridiculous. comically large that gold ring over there? Ridiculous. And then Cody Rhodes sitting in the tunnel for eight hours because his shoulder's out. Because he had a boo-boo? Yeah, he had yeah. a boo-boo in a ladder Hey, to be, to be fair, and this is, remember, I'll always go back to this. I'm a sucker. Like, that shit works on me. I'm sitting there like, dude, the ladder didn't break. Did he really hurt himself? Oh my god, he might actually be hurt. Dude. I'm a sucker of dude. If they could have a stance full of me, dude, they they'd be making money hand over fist. They'd sell everything to me. I'd be like, oh my god, he's actually hurt. Oh my god, <laughs> fucking sucker for that stupid shit, dude. So let's uh, let's talk. They had a surprise in that ladder match that wasn't a surprise. Literally, they had anyway. quite a few surprises. Yeah. Well, let's talk about just. I'm gonna run them down real quick because only one really fucking mattered. Okay. First of all, the surprise in the ladder match, everyone kind of knew it was gonna be him. Nobody cared. And that's yeah. The, I don't know it, who he was. Exactly. So was like, oh, that's okay. Why I'm that not guy. knocking the guy. He's a hell of a talent. I like. Although we're you real quick. Were you surprised who won? Because we all said TBD. Were you actually I, I surprised that who won? Sky. No, I said Scorpio Sky. I, I think you might have been the only one who said that. Yeah, too. I think so. I think you were the I'm only the one. Only, I, well, no, now I'm not the only one because I think Xander said that because of the heelish kind of things he was doing, that if it's not Scorpio Sky, it probably has to be the TBA. He kind of hedged yeah, his bet gotcha. a little bit, but he did mention that. Scorpio Sky was kind of giving off those vibes. That's why. Hey, I don't know too much about the Scorpion guy, but he killed it in that match. Like, I think he was the focal point of that match. He, he did a really the good job. That's the guy they want in push. that match. And yeah. I'm telling you, man, I am in fucking love with Darby Allen. I'm sold. Like, that well, guy is great. That's the, Listen, yeah. you can say whatever you want. I like that guy. I like what he's doing. I know it's been gimmicky, and that's fine, but. I, he's selling me because when he's actually – he can look corny and cheesy, whatever you want, like the gimmick and all that stuff, whatever, whatever. But when he's in the ring or doing actual wrestling, he's performing. Yeah. And I know he's a smaller guy, so I like that this guy is big. Yeah. But it's hard It's hard to see Darby Allen because he's a, he looks physically smaller. But yeah. he's not a short guy either. Standing next to some of these guys, he, he he's not the tallest, but he's not like a little short guy. So Scorpio. although he's got the height, he may not have the mass. He's got the agility, so it works. Yeah. And I like the the. I don't know. I'm 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 excited to see that match. I'm not gonna lie. Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen. Yeah, it happened yesterday. Oh, well, I, I need to I go watch it. I didn't see it either, but it happened yesterday. Okay, well, uh, that's what I'm watching today because I'm really <laughs> excited for that. Yeah. So uh well, what is, wait a minute, what is today? Dude, I'm bugging. Like I forgot I forgot what the day was. Yeah, that did happen yesterday. Yeah, Holy we're recording shit. we're recording this Thursday. This week is flying, dude. <laughs> shit. But yeah, uh so Ethan Page was the surprise for the ladder match. That's no knock on him. It's just unless you are a hardcore wrestling guy, you have no fucking clue who that is. Right, right, right. So it was a nice way to intro him, I guess, hopefully along the way. We'll get to know a little bit more about his uh, about him as a as a character. I guess we'll say his biggest claim to fame is uh, being one half of the tag team, the North, which is a fantastic tag team. 
but he okay. but uh, the other partner, Josh Alexander, is still in impact. He, his contract's not up yet. So when that's up, maybe we'll see him get back together. Who knows? But that tag team division, oh my god! Based on the that battle, tag- that based on that battle royal, they 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 need another fucking tag team. This this is ridiculous. But uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you are you saying this in a bad way or a good way? Um, for the team, and I'm talking about in a good way for the tag team division as a whole. In a bad way, they need help. And a, Damn, you didn't a, like that match either, uh, dude. There was what? What? No, 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 no. I'm not even. Gonna, my head will explode. I'm not even going to talk about the fucking. I'm not going there. I'm just going to talk about <laughs> the other shit. I'm not because I got it off my chest last week, and it happened exactly the fucking way I said it was going to happen, minus the winner. And I thought the winner was close because my team was the last team out. Can I so admit? I, like, I want right. to admit some stupidity real quick since we're on the topic. Uh-huh. I thought first of all, the image you showed only showed like. Six teams. So I'm yeah, thinking there's going to be some type so, of yeah. Royale pin, like that many people tagging, whatever. I didn't, I don't know why, but my brain didn't wrap around the fact that it was a Royal Rumble for tag team. I didn't know it was a Royal Rumble either. I just thought it was a fucking. Okay, so Rumble. I'm not completely crazy. No, they never once told me it was going to be Royal Rumble style. I thought they were going to put a bunch of dudes in there and they were just going to fight. Because when they showed, oh, this match, the the, the tag team, whatever yeah, and Royale, and then when they when they showed the image, I'm like, whoa, there's like triple the amount of teams on that that yeah. we saw on the thing. Yeah, I just I was stunned myself. I was on the exercise bike when the mic when the match happened, and I. And I burned a lot of calories because that match made me so angry. I was pedaling like a motherfucker. I was like, all that's right. That's it, man. That's it. And I was like, all right, fuck this. And I ended up skipping some parts. I was like, I don't Once my team left again, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> that's it. Because I can't. And it's not even sense. It's, it's nonsensical. The last four people in that battle royal were the four smallest fucking guys on the planet. And I'm like, dude, are we fucking serious? They're tag teams. And for the small guys, for the record, their partners are big fucking guys. And I'm like, all right, so we chose the charismatic little ones. All right, fine. And the guy who won the match, Ray Phoenix, the last two guys was Phoenix. And you got me talking about this shit anyway. I'm fucking up. Okay, so Phoenix Phoenix and Jungle Boy were the last two left. Right, they were the last two. Jungle people Boys and shit, man. I like Jungle, Jungle Boy Boys. Awesome. Lot. Jungle Boys, awesome. Fucking, I love that team. Jungle, uh, see, hey, that's and that's where we differ because I think both of them are awesome. I don't think they need to be a team. They're a horrible fucking team. They're great individuals that just look alike and have similar gimmicks, so it fits. But individually, <laughs> as wrestlers, they're shitty as a team. They don't do anything as a team. Phoenix and Pac are not a fucking team. The Lucha Bros are a fucking team. But Pac and Phoenix are in the tag team battle royal, and Penta's in the ladder match. I'm confused. I said it on the round table. Xander's like, well, no, Penta's going to be in the ladder match, and Pac and Phoenix, but they're not the fucking team. Right, right. I don't understand this. So those were the last two. Death Triangle ended up winning. Congrats to them. That means Death Triangle and Young Bucks at some point for the 1,000th time. So I'm like, all right, fine, cool, whatevs. We'll we'll make that work. We'll we'll watch the Oversell Mania match yet again because the you Young go. Bucks and Phoenix together are combustible. All they do is just Cirque du Soleil, and, and it's all craziness and whatever. Fine, that's the uh, that's the attraction. The Young Bucks are the the guy in in the cannon at the circus every fucking night. It's the same match. It's, it's the Lucha Bros are the same way. 
So maybe with Pac in there, we'll get a little bit more. Maybe there'll be a headlock in there. I don't know. Maybe right. maybe there'll be like one hip toss, maybe one grapple, you know, and and then we'll get through all the whoopty doopty stuff. But yeah, I was I was done, and I was like, all right, fine. Let's uh, this Ethan Page. I'm trying to get through these surprises. The Ethan Page was in the ladder <laughs> match. Um, Xander predicted Thea Trinidad. I said I thought it was a long shot, and it was. It, it didn't happen, but. Uh, the American audiences got a chance to see Maki Ito in the in the buy-in match. To much confusion, uh, especially when she came out singing her own song, and then she did the shit that she did in the match with the crying, and she did all her shit. But unless can you, you explain the middle finger thing that okay. everybody was doing? Yeah, <laughs> I can't explain any of her shit because unless no, 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 you, everybody was doing yeah. it. Because that's one of her things on social media. Hello, motherfuckers. I'm coming, motherfuckers. Uh, I am the deity of piss and shit. Uh, what was the other thing she would say? Oh, or, she's some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, no, she's off some off-the-wall shit. Yeah, with the Japanese schoolgirl stuff. But she, um, she's funny as fuck. Like, if you've seen her shit, if you go to YouTube and you watch her shit. Oh, we were, we were dying when she did the fucking people's headbutt. Yes. When she went off the rope and did the headbutt and she missed, yeah. me and my boy was like, no, 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 no. We need that move. Yeah. We need that move You've to land. It. And You've not only did move. we get it, but we got it off the top rope. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she can be money if she's built the right way and they use her correctly. Right. Um, in Japan, she never wins matches. If you notice, in the, she was in the tournament. She lost in the first round. Uh, in this match, her team won, but she didn't win. Uh, that was Britt Baker who got the win. So they were smart about that. But she doesn't win her matches. Uh, she's a crybaby. She's a crybaby entitled spoiled brat, and that's kind of the gimmick. And and she's happy when she's happy, and she's crying and messy when she's not, and that's the whole deal. You got to get used to her. This was her first taste. On the I didn't have a problem with. That. I li- I like stupid gimmicks. Yeah, like there that, were some man. people who were just like, I don't get it. Well, you just gotta give it time, and and you'll you'll get it after a while. She's just she's like a female Santina Morella. You just gotta. You gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, Dude, you, gotta, you gotta give her a minute. The other surprise is the one that means something. Mm. Uh, Christian Cage. Oh my god! Is now dude. with AEW, and my, I'm not gonna front. For once, I, I, let me just say this. Okay, I've been married 18 years. I don't think I've ever been harder than when I saw that countdown because <laughs> I. I knew it's. I said to myself, it can't be who I think it is, because there's no way that that theme can be used here. I was initially confused, and then when the beat dropped, and it said the words on the screen, I said, "Are you shitting me?" First of all, it's him, which is great. He brought his TNA theme to AEW. He owns that song. Mm. It was well, the same. You're talking. Song, you're talking. Said, about, you're talking oh about a man God. who has experience in the WWE. Maybe oh, yeah, his he, business yes. that he did afterwards. He owns his shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. They can have that. That's fine. But no one will ever own what I make after this. What, it's not happening. What were your thoughts when you saw Christian Cage? Uh, I was excited, but not, but in a bad way. I, I, I was excited. It's. It's weird with AEW, like they're growing on me. So it's like, yeah, he's here. Now what? Like, mm-hmm. 
Am I going to get a Christian Matt Hardy feud? Because I don't want that. Am I going to get a uh, Christian uh, Omega? Not. I'm. I'm not really. I'm not big on Omega right now. I just feel like. I feel like for all that we'll get into it, but I feel like for all the theatrics that look cool, I. Me personally, I could be completely wrong. I don't really feel like there's much delivery here. It's it's the it's the same thing. I think there's high impact moves that would go over well in other places, but it just doesn't. Whatever. But anyway, what are you gonna do with him? That was my question. So I got excited, and yes. then I'm like, oh no, are we gonna get one of these weird gimmicky things now, where he's feuding with Jericho or he's feuding with Matt Hardy? Because I don't want to see that. Like I have no interest in that. And it's probably what's going to happen. Right. So the reason why I was so erect is because I know exactly what they're going to do with him. Because I've seen this movie before. This is a repeat episode. <laughs> I've seen I've seen all this happen already. Because he did this 16 years ago. This exact maneuver. Right at the cusp of something happening. He disappears from WWE. This time it was kind of unsuspecting. The last time we all kind of saw the writing on the wall. His contract was up. He didn't want to resign. It was possible. But when TNA was up and running, it was it was actually good, like way back when. Um, before Kurt, before Sting, before a lot of these guys made the jump, it was Christian Cage who made the jump. And he went to TNA. And yes, his initial feud was was Jeff Jarrett, an old friend. But that was because Jarrett was the champion. And he wanted to drop the belt to Christian to give him that pedigree and to give him that that win. That was why he had left, because WWE refused to give him that win, that world title win. So TNA said, yeah, we'll give you the win so that you can have it under your belt. Even Christian to this day says, yep, I went over, I got the belt, got the win. And then about what, I think it was like a month or two later, uh, he dropped the belt. As soon as he beat Jeff, that was it for him and old-timers because the very next right. feud with him was Abyss and then AJ Styles and then this guy and that guy and Samoa Joe and all that. And the plan was revealed. Christian Cage has this innate ability on making everybody in the ring with him better. It's an unteachable thing. Not all wrestlers can do that. They can wrestle their match. They can wrestle another guy's match. They can't technically make them better. You know what's ironic that you're saying that is that he has that trait. Edge has that trait. Yeah. Matt Hardy has that trait. Yeah. And Jeff Hardy can just kill himself. Yes. And, Matt, and, and that's why that tag team has like 15,000 matches and they're all fucking fire dude yeah. <laughs> holy crap i can see christian cage walking into this locker room and saying i'm gonna work with all of you but right. i'm gonna make you work enough with the spotty bullshit enough with the dives enough with the contrived help me out hold my hand bullshit no you're going to work now like big boys do you want to work the main event do you want to draw money on a national product you want to draw pay-per-view buy rates this is how we're gonna do it Christian, there are a lot of TNA guys, Joe and Bobby Roode, and who credit Christian for taking what they do. Christian doesn't ch- give you new shit. Christian doesn't tell you to stop doing this. Christian tells you, "This is what you do. Cool. This is when you do it. Right, right here. 
And then he helps you refine your kit, not give you one. Sharpens your tools. He's not going to take tools away from you. Okay, I get it. You're different. This is what you do. Right. So now this is how you do it. And that's, he made that whole locker room better. He's going to do that here. That's why I was excited when Big Show, when Big Show signed. Not because he was going to get in the ring, because he's not. He's going to commentate. But Big Show is going to be the guy who the young guy is going to ask them, hey, what do you think? And Show's going to go get the fuck away from me. Right. And the guy's going to go, well, no, seriously, what do you think? No, get the fuck away from me. And he's going to keep doing it. And he goes, if you're going to ask me what I think, I'm going to tell you what I think. And if you don't use it, you're wasting my time. Because this right. is how you're supposed to do it. There's a lot of big guys in AEW that don't wrestle like big guys. That's the big guy. The biggest guy. So if you're not listening right. to him, you're wasting your goddamn time. Christian That's is it. that way. Christian's a multiple-time world champion. I've main evented every major show and every major program on the planet. If you're not going to listen to me, you're a waste of my time. Step to the side. Bring in the other guy who's going to listen so we can make money. Well, I got a that's, house. that's the biggest thing that this company needs. They yeah. need a refining of talent. Yep. They don't have a lack of talent. They actually got a pretty nice roster for the most part. They got great just, players. No, he got to sharpen the tools, man. Yep. I, I say it all the time. AEW has great players. They don't have a head coach. They don't have well, a head it coach. It looks no like they're the recruiting plays. that. No. What they're doing is they're – because they have a large section of legends in the back. But these a lot of the talent that's there don't listen to them because, in their eyes, they're too far back, right? Like an R. Anderson or a Jake Roberts. They, they used to wrestle in the 70s and the 80s, kid. None of these people are going to listen to them. Christian wrestled in the Royal Rumble fucking yesterday, bro. Yesterday. <laughs> And he's coming in the door, and he's going to look these people in, his, in the eye, and he's going to say, look at me. My, my bank account is fat. My wife's jeans are full. My house is wonderful. I got a pool that's fully paid for. You want this shit? This is how you wrestle. You know what's awesome, it's, man? It's like bringing it back to the Matt and, and Jeff thing or the Hardys and the um, you know Edge and Christian. It's like it's Edge and Christian have the – I'm sorry, Edge and uh, Jeff – it, it, at at that at time were the ones that had like the spotlight on them, right? They were the more popular ones or the ones that I don't know, you would consider to be the draw. Um, I personally have always been bigger fans of Matt and Christian myself. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was a sibling thing. You were always big. You seemed to, I'm sure you liked them all, but you would seem to be bigger on the other two. And I guess it's just my natural to go the opposite. But I did always prefer the other two. And I just really like how in that time, like if you look at the careers, they're very similar. Yeah, one went one way at the WWE, whatever. One went the other way, but they're they all of them seem to be like well respected, well decorated, uh, great careers. And I don't know. I just find that I always found that very interesting when it came to those those two groups. That one may have taken a path that looked a little bit more. Um, had more spotlight on it, I guess, yeah. more accolade, so to speak. But they all pretty much have have prospered in this com- in this in the wrestling business almost equally, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they, they listen. They're all Hall of Famers at this point. You can't go wrong on any of them. But as soon as I saw this dude come out, I was like, "This is it. This is going to be the move." I felt better about life. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like AEW is going to be so good now. 
or at least that's the hope. That's the hope. They have the tools. They're getting. Yeah. They're developing the tools yeah. to to try to I get better. I just want Christian to be able to make these main eventers feel like main eventers. And this past Wednesday, uh, Christian made his dynamite debut, only to be c- confronted by the AEW champion himself, Kenny Omega. So uh, this looks a lot like the last time. Walked in the door, faced the champ. I don't know. If he, I don't think he's gonna beat the champ. I think this time around, world title is probably off the table. But he could definitely elevate a lot of talent. A lot of talent. We'll see. There's a lot of singles competitors they have in AEW right now that could use a guy like Christian Cage, to be honest with you. Right. Right. And then we have the ending here. The ending of our pay-per-view. And I said earlier at the beginning of this show, did, did we even have an exploding barbed wire death match? Now, before we get to the anticlimactic finish here, what did you think about the match before the end? Separate the end for a second and just the match itself. I think the explosion part was the detriment to the match. If they just involved the barbed wire itself, yeah, that match was like 10 times better. And it was violent. Because you're expecting boom, but instead you get fizz. And it was just completely unnecessary. They're literally, they literally, it was so obvious that they had this black wire dangling underneath. They didn't even intertwine it with the barbed wire. It looked like Christmas lights, like a drape. Yeah, and it just went, (laughs) it's like, wait, what the fuck? The poppers that I got from the ice cream truck. I felt like the wrestlers sold the pops better than the pops were. Like it, you, it would make a sound, poof, but then that would be, that would be it. There was yeah, one. You would hear, oh, the only cool one that I thought was when uh, Kenny had the pin and Moxie broke up the pin by putting his foot on the rope, and then the pop was in Omega's face. I thought he timed that perfectly. I was like, that's pretty cool. And that was the only one that I liked. The, the, let's let's get into like the camera work. The ca- who is producing? Because honestly, some of the camera angles could have dramatically helped, but their angling and their instant replays, like when they did the spot going off the side into the barbed wire bed and they land into it, and then they show a replay of Moxley taking 99% of that drop. Like literally, Moxley protected the shit out of him, yeah. rolled him over his body perfectly. Now, if you would have angled that, you would have never noticed that. But they turned to an angle where you could see Omega's face, and you could tell he never touches the barbed wire. He rolls almost perfectly, which is a great way to do it. But then he cuts. And it's like, wait, bro, your forehead is leaking. Yeah. but. In the replay, your head never touches the board. That was the first thing my wife said. My wife said, "Why?" Because my wife loves blood, and she goes, "Ah, oh, it looked, it, dude. It could have looked great. The yeah. the color was amazing, but it was like it's unjustified." Yeah, my wife was like, "I, I love the blood. But why is he bleeding? Because he didn't hit his head." They're so like, she noticed that in the moment, the same thing. she saw it. She was like, "Why exactly. is he bleeding?" She goes, "Wait, why is he bleeding?" Because they were going to get, immediately following that moment, they were doing the barbed wire gimmick to the forehead, where he was kind of rubbing the, the bat or whatever the fuck it was right. over his Trying to head. open him up. So why didn't sense. you, why didn't you, if you were going to blade, 
why couldn't you wait like two more minutes for the for that spot so that you can then turn over and do your thing? Kenny yeah. will buy you the time, and now you rise up from the mat and you've got the fucking mask on you. And I don't know. It was just. It I'm just trying to remember Moxley's cut. I think that one was justified. Like that one was fine. I think when Moxley cut, I it was it was fine. Like I didn't have any questions. But it wasn't until Omega cut where I'm like, okay, first of all, you're giving me sparklies on the the rope. It's a pop. You can. Not only is it a pop, but it's an obvious pop where the smoke is. Uh, like a small circle from where the pop happened, right? Like it wasn't like multiple pops across the entire rope where it gives you like this smoke screen. That's another thing. They could have used something that developed way more smoke. It would have made more sense. It would have helped the match. But like the ending part, uh, you know, we'll get to that, I guess, a little more. We could talk about it now. My instant... uh, a resolution to that would have just been more smoke smoke screen smoke screen and then even if it was what it was the light itself you could have added explosion sounds or something like it felt like the development of it was so lazy and like they didn't even practice it or they didn't even try to to come up with an idea to okay we don't actually want to explode shit but you need the sounds you need the booms you need smoke you need coloring. You need something. And they literally did nothing. They needed the element of danger. There was no element of danger. Everything you had ringside gave you an element of pain. And this honestly, if you take lot, away the if you take away the explosion part, the barbed wire is plenty of fucking danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you upped the anticipation on the explosion, you you kind of canceled out the barbed wire. And they kept doubling down. Explosion. Okay, cool. Uh imagery of someone being set on fire. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, also, by the way, uh in 30 minutes everything's going to explode. And it was just like Okay. Yeah, I was First actually of all, you lied to me because nothing outside of the ring exploded. Yeah, I was confused. Those other death matches uh, that I saw, the match uh, 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 would either end just before the countdown or would still be going on when the countdown hit. It would explode and someone would get a pin. This match ended like five minutes before the fucking timer. So they had to like buy all this time. Like the Good Brothers come out and they're beating them up and it's like they're just sitting there... Beating time until this big explosion, and then Eddie comes it's out. It's so weird, dude. It's so fucking weird. I said at the round table, I said it, and Xander was trying hard to defend it. Like we didn't need this stipulation. The stipulation hurt more than it helped. It hurt more than it helped. It raised. It was high risk, high reward. Because if they could have pulled it off, yeah. it would have been fucking amazing. Yep, but if they didn't. <laughs> but it. But it's not the fact. That, here's the thing. It's not the fact that they didn't. It's it it just looks like they didn't even try. Like they didn't even try to do it. Yeah. Like if I'm Eddie Kingston, I'm furious right now. Cause now you got me out there looking like an asshole. Yeah. And I'm I'm selling it to like I not even a, a sprinkler didn't even get within two feet of any of them. Yeah. You couldn't even at least do enough to where it's like Goldberg type pyro in the ring, kind of fluttering over them completely. 
which would then produce a lot of smoke and whatever. That I'm sure people would still complain about that because that's not an explosion. But that would at least show me you tried and you tested it. Yeah. It was insane, dude. I <sighs> Where people, like, I don't know, you get a lot of people that send you stuff like, is this a point of outrage where people, like, really pissed off about it? Oh, it's make sure pissed off, uh, found it hilarious. Uh, the people in the building booed excessively. They were fucking mad. It's like I risked yeah. COVID for this. What is this nonsense? Hey, yeah, I would be. I would. I would. I know. I don't want to be that guy. It but became. I would... It became a joke of the internet. You know, that was more of the reaction I think people gave me. You know, they were the the memes were out. Dude, I'd be and so just... fucking mad if I was Eddie Kingston, dude. Oh my god. If I'm god. John Moxley on that, I put my body through all that for that finish. Cause, yeah, you know, but no, no, I don't want to hear that because he's the main part of the the. He was the main reason why this was happening because of his style or whatever the case may be. He should have, he should have been more hands on. So I don't, I don't not giving him. I, that. Don't, I don't know. This is your match. It, it's not. They, 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 you know, it's funny. They said that in the in the promo too. It's like Kenny was like. Oh, John, it must be embarrassing for you because not only did you, could you not out-wrestle Kenny Omega, but you couldn't even beat Kenny in the match you're known for. And I'm like, he's not known for this match. He's never fucking had this match before, ever. No, no, that's not what I meant. I mean, it's his match it's, it's, as, as far in it as is a match he's participating right, in. Right, but John doesn't have... John doesn't give a fuck about these matches. He didn't and come, that's why it's shit. Right, but you Point know why he doesn't period. give a shit about these matches? If this match was booked... If this was Moxley versus Kingston, if this was Moxley versus, I don't know, anybody who's not in charge of the fucking matches like Kenny is, I think he would have put more input. But this is the guy who, first of all, it was Kenny's pitch, right? This was his fucking, Moxley didn't walk up to him and say, yeah, exploding barbed wire deathmatch. This was a Kenny thing, right? So Kenny's the one pitching. Kenny's the one with the sell job. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. The fuck you want John to do? I'm sure. I, I think at one point I'm sure John probably asked him to see it, and then when he saw it, he was like, "Well, this is gonna fucking blow." Because I gotta be honest with you, when he came through the door for his entrance, he didn't look fucking thrilled in the first place. He did an extra walk. I don't for know. I mean, I thought Moxley was uh, well respected and has a lot of. I didn't think he would let someone dominate him like that. I'm not saying to... that he did. I don't know for sure. I wasn't in the room, but I'm just reading the body vibes. And I'm looking at him, and he doesn't look <laughs> too fucking happy about that. I, I, I don't know. His vibe was off when he came through that door. And I've never in my life seen him drink straight liquor on fucking camera like that. That was a big <laughs> fucking took, F you. He took and that shit. I thought. Yeah. But, but that's what made me even more mad because I'm like, dude, this is going to be some shit. Like, yeah, he's liquid pre-gaming. Yeah, he's pre-gaming he's on numbing, the way to the ring. Yeah, yeah. He, he took the last swig when they did his entrance. He made it like a part of his entrance. Like He was trying to make entirely sure he was on camera drinking alcohol. That's not John. That's why I'm like, he does shit like that when he's not happy about shit. He does shit like that. He did it in WWE a few times. Not liquor, but you could just tell in his body language where he's not happy about some shit. He droops. There's just right. something about that. And I'm not saying he didn't want to be in that match, but he's probably thinking And I don't himself, think that's a bad thing because to be honest with you, I know a lot of people will look at that as like, oh, you know, you're being whatever. I have a attitude, comment on that. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's 
that's the imagery of a man that knows his stature and his worth and what he could do and yada yada. But that's also a man who's taking the high road and not being a prima donna because he could easily just walk out, right? And go anywhere the hell I he mean, wants. But he's trying to be an honest man. He's trying to be committed to the bit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I mean, look, if you're not going to work with him or give this man the respect he needs and keep him in the loop and understand like that, I don't want to hear shit about him looking sad. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be fucked. He's not going to go out. Just because a man agrees with something he disagrees with doesn't mean he has to go out and smile about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take that. every bump you I'm going to do take. It. Reluctantly, gonna... but I'm yeah. going to do it. You know, people were making a lot of comparisons, and I didn't notice it until someone said it, and I looked back on it. His match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He had the same body language because he pitched a bunch of shit to Brock and Paul. They looked at him like he was a fucking idiot and said, no, we're going to do this. And if you don't like it, you don't have to go to WrestleMania. And he, he went out there and he did his job. But it wasn't the match people thought it was going to be. Neither man had their heart in it. Neither man gave a shit. And to this day, I don't think Dean has said a word to Brock or Paul since. And that same fucking attitude, that look of just like, I'm going to do... Everything I've been asked to do, I'm not gonna put up a complaint. I'm not gonna put up a stink. I'm just gonna be. But a you have, if you it, have Moxley, but I ain't happy why? If you have Moxley, who you obviously have, uh, you know, you have confidence in that can like run the company in that manner, being at the top. Why go get a Kenny Omega when you could just get? Why get that person that is going to uh, have the personality to to overshadow everybody? Rather than having that guy like Moxie Lee, who I feel isn't a guy who overshadows, he wants to work with. You know what I mean? Like, that's the I could be wrong, but that's the vibe that I get from him. But with an Omega, he's like a, a, a superstar who is everyone's beneath him, and you're working with him. He's not working with you. Like, you're, you're, you're in his world, and no one, like, that's part of his gimmick. Like, why would you go get someone like that? When you already have someone like Moxie, and you could build a division well, that order, around him. Because that order is reversed. They had Kenny first. Oh. The Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega came with the package. That's why they're EVPs. That's why they run the company. Uh, There's no AEW without those people. That's why Damn, Kenny's dude. Moxley can't fucking win, dude. No, but see, that's the thing. They let Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks let all of the talent do whatever it is they want to do. Until... They're in matches with them. Then they're in control. And then that's how that's worked. That's why I'm telling you. When you say, well, why, why didn't Moxley have more of a hand? Hand with what? The EVP? The guy who's yeah, signing the I checks? Know that. Damn. And he's just going to go, right. Your back's is, against the wall. This you is can't what it do is. Anything. And that's what it is. And then, and then people are going to say, well, maybe they just weren't allowed to have such a heavy explosion because of the setting. And the, well, then don't book the fucking match. Dude, barbed wire is more. If than you would have had a no rope barbed wire matchup, the match looks almost the same, but the reaction is different because we know the violence that we're seeing is the violence we're supposed to see. And the fucked see. up thing is, is that Moxley took ninety five percent of the damage. And that's that. exactly what was. I said it at the round table. It's, Kenny's not taking those bumps. This was all going to be Moxley. That's why Moxley took the drink. I'm in a match I don't want to be in against a guy. I don't want to wrestle in this setting, and it's not going to pay off. So, right. fuck it. Bottoms up. <laughs> I can't wait to get home to my new kid. 
Now, I got a, I got a lot of respect for Moxley in AEW. And, dude. and I told nothing. you I wasn't a big fan of him in yeah. the WWE, but I'm learning a lot about him. Yeah. And I got a lot. I'm starting to get a lot of fucking respect for that. I guy, have dude. respect for Kenny as well. I just feel like Kenny gets ahead of himself. I really I, that, and those I type really of people like, I don't I don't have respect for. I like, really feel you like can be Kenny talented really, and me not have respect for you. I that really feel like Kenny's heart was in the right place. I really want to do this. This never been done. Let's let's do some things that no one's done before. Right, but there's a reason this has never been done here. You can't just go around blowing shit up with people in the building. There's a specific reason that that match never made it to the fucking states. Yeah, but this would have been the time to do it where your fans are way further back and you have this space to do it. Did I say it on the podcast? I don't remember. You might have because I I think I brought that up. I thought they were going to do this in the football stadium next door. I thought they were going to do this with no fans around them. Right. I said, if you're going to blow shit up, because my anticipation was it was going to be a big explosion. So I said, oh, you can't have an explosion like that at Daily Place. It's too small. But if you go right next door to the football field, you can blow up all the shit you want. And you know what? You bring up a really good point there because I honestly said when the Sting match happened and I noticed that it was one of those theatrical ones, like movie reel type looking ones, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, they, no one is doing this correct at all. It wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but I think they pulled it off really well. Now, that gimmick worked really well because in that manner, you can protect Sting, right? Like, they did a very good job. Like, the first thing I said is I really like the fact that... um, That was my favorite match of the night. The the, the The big guy went right after the champ, and those two went off. And And they went... They were the the powerhouse of the match, which allowed, right, which allowed an entire match of the, I don't remember their names, the other guy in Sting, basically for the most part, throwing punches and walking. But because of the way it's laid out and they were so far apart, you get constant cuts. And they're selling like they're kicking each other's ass. And then they had their moment in the ring where they did their spots and everything like that. And it flowed really, really, really well. And I'm like, damn, they actually did this fucking great. Now that you say that, if they were able to pull that, unfortunately, you can't really have two of those in the same pay-per-view. But at least just wouldn't be too good. But if you did something like that, with that exploding match with barbed wire all over the place and explosions actually going off. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the camera angle that looks like it's right next to them, but they're, they're safe. And then they could just sell that. That would have been perfect. Again, I'm telling you it, the biggest issue with this is that it feels like there was no effort. That's the problem. And and, and I'm the opposite. I, I think there was effort. It just, they didn't know what they were doing. Ugh, which is well, worse they just they, their heart was in the right place they just didn't know how to do it the common denominator here is that it was ass <laughs> so we got to the same place it was ass. yes we took different roads and was like dude this road fucking sucked they're like no this road fucking sucked <laughs> i was like well i guess this shit just sucked no matter which way you went we're good there, though. Yeah, we're we're good. we're gonna be good to go here, man. AEW Revolution that took place. We got a lot of stuff that went down with that. That was my first AEW roundtable, by the way. I don't know how many of those I'm gonna 
fucking be doing to be honest with you. <laughs> I because I, I was, don't know. I, I was psyched I mean, about I that card. The and pay per view was good. Yeah, it, it was had its good. moments. It had its moments. I was kind of. Into it was it. fun. I was. I enjoyed the fuck, dude. I stayed up. The only thing I'm mad about is that I stayed up late as fuck for that shitty match. Yeah. If they would have closed that out better, that pay per view would have felt way better overall. But. Yeah. Overall, but at the end of the day, I enjoyed almost all of it. And although I will give Xander his props, that was probably the best match to put on the open because although the match was good and those women are all all of those women are very able to wrestle well, the chemistry just wasn't there. Well, that match the was chemistry nice. wasn't there. So. My my wife was watching it. She goes, "Why are they wrestling so dainty?" I was like, "I don't know." They don't feel yeah. like they don't feel like hitting each other. I guess I don't know. But I'm start. I couldn't stand Baker in the beginning. I'm falling in love with that girl, man. She is. She's great. She's good. She's good. She's good. And I'm, I'm the only reason why I like her so much is because she's doing a very good job at pissing me off. Like she's so fucking annoying. But that's what she's trying to do. That's the goal. And she's doing a fucking good job at it. And she looks fucking great, dude. Holy shit, yeah, dude. Sure. Hey, be careful. That's Adam Cole's piece. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap up here episode 181. We have another edition next week. We have to come up with four more gals for uh March 20th. We're going to start seeping more into that next generation, man. Uh yeah. into the 90s, getting a little more into the 2000s. It's hard because the more every time we talk about some of these women, we get more grades from like back in the day and it's like, "Oh, I want to learn more about yeah. them." And I didn't mention it earlier because amazingly enough, she was one of the ones I was going to pitch for next week, but I guess it's fair to say since it's break Did you hear the breaking news yesterday about the newest inductee for 2021, the Hall of Fame? They announced the first Hall of Fame Entrant for this year. Have you heard it? No. Oh. Oh, one of your personal faves got in. Hall of Fame. Uh oh. Molly Holly Ooh. is going into the Hall of Fame. Damn. I was going to pitch her for next week, too. So I will we'll save. We'll save because we're going to start, you know, the Victoria, Tristratus, Lita kind of conversations. That's for next week. Damn, we're you might have just said the four right now. <laughs> I, you know what's funny? There's so much those, more we those could. Are great. Dude, I'll yeah. tell you what. We might actually have to fully dedicate the last two, the, the last week, yeah. like we did last time. Yeah. Or not the full, but like a large chunk. Because I would really like to talk about we a lot do those more big, of these women I will that. do the whole episode. I don't give a fuck. It, dude, there's I'm, so I'm many of them to fucking discuss. I fuck with it. So, yeah, I like it. <laughs> All right, so thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for enjoying, guys. This is episode 181. We will check you guys next week with uh, 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 more women. How about that? More women for you guys. 100 episodes, now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-M. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.